Whoa. All right. Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I'm calling Adam back. We were just hooked up, but he is just answering right now, right? All right there, Adam. What happened now? I don't what know. What happened there? I have no clue what happened there. Are we buddy. live? We are live. <laughs> well, there we go. Welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. <laughs> I'm your host, Adam Dunn. I don't know what the hell happened right there. Yeah. I don't have your video either right now, so. Oh, my God. Hello, everybody. Ah, there, there we am. go. There I am. There you are. Uh, well, as expected on Mushroom episode, it started off as a complete catastrophe. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, it did. But no. Oh, well. But one thing that did not was the uh, Bill 1230 passing in Denver, Colorado, which is amazing. And uh, they're gonna, we're going to have a show today with uh, our guests are going to be coming in from the decriminalized Denver. Nice. Uh, we're going to have all four, four now. We had three lined up. We have four now. So we'll introduce them all as we get on uh, so I can mess it up there instead of messing it up now and then messing it up again. You know, might as well do it once. <laughs> might as well keep my mess ups to sing- singular. Um, I'm still on trim jail. It's actually turned into like – worse than you can imagine oh really yeah well you know trim trimming is one thing right and trimming is sucks yeah we all know that but i'm making seeds and seeds is usually easier not easier but it's easier on your on your uh sort of back and everything because you just sort of like you get the satisfaction of grinding up the bud to get to the seed and it's just a nice kind of almost zen thing you know right but uh, when you have everything drying perfectly and working really well and everything lined up and DU is working and cause we're living, we're, we're right now in a very, uh, humid environment. So you have to work with a lot of dehumidifiers and air conditioners and things. So I got the place all dialed in. Everything's going great. And I get like a nine one one call when I literally just had that moment of like, ah, oh, well, if I do all this, I should be done in two more days. You know right. what I mean? And lo and behold, the main water pump for the entire uh, multi-hundred-acre farm is resides in the building that we were in, and decided to shit the bed, there we go. and uh, ended up shooting a geyser of water twenty feet into the ceiling. Oh, jeez! In the same room with all the swag. So I had to. So they had to go into like fucking emergency mode and deconstruct plants that were like hanging there that got wet and just go go right at it and i mean it was just a nightmare so anyway sounds terrible it's just it's stressful man i'll tell you one of those things people know it's like it's literally i had one of those moments where during the day where i like had to like just take a deep breath and like sort of go are you fucking kidding me right now like is this this really happening right now because it didn't happen once it happened twice that's the worst part the guys came and tried to fit the so guys came and fixed it and then didn't set the glue properly on the thing that they put and they had to bolt down this, this thing to keep it from vibrating. Anyway. Oh no. It took to make a long story short. I had one of those days. So anyway, I was planning on uh, turning this mushroom episode into a true mushroom episode. And I was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to take some mushrooms, do the show. (laughs) It's going to be great. I'll even do them before the show. So they're kicking in right at the right moment. But after the day, like today, it was literally like, it's the kind of moment where when you do take mushrooms, Shit like that happens. You know what I mean? Like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Did the pump for the entire thing just bust off in our home? So (laughs) I kind of felt like I'd already experienced that for the day, you know? So I didn't want to relive it. Sure. No, I got you. (sighs) 
after that rant, how is uh, how have you been? I haven't seen you for two weeks. I was gone last week. Sorry, guys. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, I'm good. I went to Red Rocks last night. No, tell no. us, tell us. Yeah, I went to go see Wolfpack, uh, Kringbin, and uh, Corey Henry. It was pretty, pretty, pretty good, funky time. Yeah, so. it's uh, it's uh, it's the season now. One oh of yeah. Things like it's the one thing in Colorado that's always consistent there's always you know, well it's funny nice. it's funny because we had all this nice weather sandwiched between like three days of like straight up rain and then snow yesterday so it was like snowing all morning yesterday so i had a friend bunk out on me i had to like find people to go with me and all that but it was all that fun. jazz yeah but it wasn't um, even that bad like it was like super warm last night it was great weather it's crazy right now. It's cold everywhere, like cold in California. Everybody's all crying everywhere. It's like, eh, what happened to global warming? <laughs> <laughs> they, don't re- they don't realize it's like a pendulum, you know what I mean? Right. Things swing in these different directions. So, yeah, expect uh, crappy crappy summers when you thought you had nice ones. Okay, we got it's, a it's call. It's also for... We got a caller in. We got a call. Is it a six... Is it a, uh, where is it from? Uh, 642. Oh, Yeah. Hello, caller. You are on the air, Adam Dunshow. Yeah, I hey, hey, just Adam, about... um, Jasper hey. Green, Elevated Access Farms, mate. How you going? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. We uh, we had a little uh, hiccup in the very beginning, so I didn't know I was actually on the air, but I was on the air, so that's you know goes par for the course. You uh, see, so calling in from uh, from New Zealand, right? That, that's right, mate. Yeah, from New Zealand. Nice, and uh, so I heard you got a little news. I, got, I, I read your, uh, I read your post or your thing to me today. I was very excited to hear. Please announce uh, yeah. what, what went down this weekend and tell everybody what was going on after the fact. About uh, um, going back uh, three weeks ago, we, we um, been awarded second place for THC bubblegum in the New Zealand Harvest Festival Cannabis Cup. And so uh, that's pretty, pretty pretty cool. Awesome. And is this something you guys have been growing now for a bit, is it for a while now, or is something you, how long you had that? Yeah, I've, I've, um, I've had the, um, the uh, bubblegum cultivar now for about a couple of years now. We've been running this one for, and I've, I've had it in the past. It's, it's um, definitely, definitely been one of a favorite of ours. It's the true, um, true classic, I must, I must say. And it, but I think it's actually, it's really cool that, um, you know, we're, we're able to still, you know, run, run bubblegum in a, in a cup today, and it's still competing with a lot of other top um, um, strains and cultivars of today as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah, well, I think I think a lot of it comes down to like um, it's a kind of a cornerstone plant, you know what I mean, in my garden, and has it, it actually was the very first cup that I won was with Bulldog. So there you go, we, nice. we joined we joined forces because it was in because uh, in '93 when we organized the cup we obviously did not enter the cup because that would be kind of ridiculous so we didn't enter the cup in 93 but in 94 we did because we weren't uh, organizing it anymore and so the gray area coffee shop and in us the th seeds we entered bubble gum and won first place that year so it was uh you know first shot in bam nailed it it was, uh, it was a good feeling but it was also just kind of undeniable because it's got that kind of like very room very, very filler vibe is what I used to call it. Like, it, yeah, and it like really like kind of like you smoke it in a room, walk out, and everybody. What was that? It's got that like still has that head thing, which everyone's it, kind it of definitely and and and, 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 and the 
but the chirps and 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 the, the smells to it are just you know unmistakable, aren't they? Like it's, it's a true 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 classic, and, and like I must say, it's it's a real honour to be able to you know grow these cultivars from you know you, you top breeders from over in the states and that, and, and it's and so, really cool so with the legislation group. and. So like right now, it's not quite there yet. So maybe tell us about. No, yeah, not not quite here yet. We're in um, twenty. We're referendum referendum in the year 2020 here, which is we get to everyone gets to vote at the general elections on whether we want um, legal legalisation or not for for recreational personal use, and um, mm-hmm. so we fingers crossed that we all, all, all the polls that that have been run so far, it's, the percentage is in, is in our favour at the moment. So we fingers crossed we can get that through um, in, next year, and and then um, yeah, it's just going to open up the floodgates, and she's all going to be she's all go. Yeah, no, and I think, you know, the the population in New Zealand is very, I mean, they always were pretty cannabis friendly. I, I don't remember ever them having uh, uh, too much of an issue with it. I mean, there was always that kind of, like, because uh, New Zealand is pretty rough. I was always, impre- like, I was pretty surprised when I went there. I was like, holy shit, this place is no joke. Like, there's, you could tell a lot of things were controlled there when it came to drugs and things because of being on an island. And uh, is that now, as far as with the medical, is it, so you do have medical there, right? Yeah, we, we've got we've had medical, medical here for like just yeah. just just recently. But like, but the trouble is, is that the, the doctors are not getting enough support from the politicians, and, and so but they're finding it hard to be able to prescribe any any cannabinoid-based products to, to anyone at the moment, unless they're in capellative care, which means you have to pretty much be dying or be really terminally ill before. They would not mm. even be looking at um, prescribing it to you, which you know it's, it's still a pretty sad state of affairs, really, because there's also a lot of, lot of sick people out there that really need the medicine and mm-hmm. are struggling, are still struggling, to, are still struggling to really get what they need, eh? Yeah, and I think you know a lot of times it's like um, it's it's because a lot of these doctors are actually you know getting paid. From a lot from the pharmaceutical industry, and so it's you know they they definitely they can't well, lose those. Can't. For them. And how we there as far as the doctor like medic like prescription pills and and is it the same similar sort of percentage of people and problems and because I know they have you know uh, their own domestic kind of weird uh, other issues, but in New Zealand, but it was always, it was kind of, a, like I said, it was a little bit heavy when I was there. The Maoris were uh, quite, uh, quite like strung out when I, I was there in the late 80s, you know what I mean? So I was like walking around going like, wow, this place looks like, like a very similar to the American Indian situation. You could see that there was a lot of like yeah, people sure. that were down and out I, I, and I doing think like the, real yep. bad bad quality drugs and not taking you know, on terrible alcohol addictions and, and all that. I mean, so it was it's kind of a surprise happened. to me because I, I always kind of, was that? Yeah, definitely. Like alcohol has definitely been a problem in New Zealand. And I think moving forward, when we, when we see um, recreational use of cannabis become legal, I think it's going to you know, help a lot of people in a lot of different ways in that, in that respect. And, I went into my doctor the other day, and um, I, I take CBD, and I, I, a good friend, good friend, um, makes that for me. I should be able to start producing my own soon. 
Um, and mm-hmm. after talking about my doctor, a real great, great family doctor, and it was an interesting conversation with him. I've got a, um, a, a written, a written um, reference from him saying that he supports me taking CBD and, 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 and supports me to continue using CBD. And then he, was, well, he just explained to me how, like, yeah, he was really fascinated, actually, and, and interested in what I had to say. And um, moving forward, you know, he said that we doctors just really need more more political support from you know, the politician side of things to really make it a bit easier for them to start be able to pres- prescribe um, cannabinoid-based products. And you go, going forward, it's like, well, it sort of works at the moment. We have a, like one big drug company here, Pharmac, that, that seems to buy in a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of um, pharmaceutical products are in, like in wholesale from the you know, from states and from other other pharmaceutical companies, and which we we get given subsidies, which makes makes the um the, those pharmaceutical products cheaper here. And at the moment, any any cannabinoid-based products are not subsidised by by Pharmax. So the, the prices are like like we we have um from um, GW Pharmaceuticals, we got Salvex, and and to to be prescribed Salvex, it's like, I mean, people would like even if you're getting a prescription for it, people still can't afford to be buying it and, and using it right yeah and it's it's uh, it's it's crazy too because it's all it's, it, it's ends up being all taxes you know what i mean it's like it's one of those deals where we know the real costs and we've seen the how cannabis costs drop drastically when there's an overflow which was exactly what's going on uh here in the states and i'm sure and it's uh, once you guys turn the taps on it'll be the similar situation there where you're like yeah, how many people? How many people? What's your what's your total population in? Oh, but that's a good 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 question. I like I couldn't answer that off the top of my head. Sorry, but um, yeah. But you guys are like about like uh, I mean, say like you're in the North Island, I believe, or uh, I'm I'm down I'm, I'm in the South Island myself. Um, oh, okay. I'll just I'll do a quick um. Google search. 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 So ridiculously saturated, so fast. It's just like everywhere it, else. It's sad, sad too, because like, like a, it sort of affects more of the, the smaller farmer, I believe. That that's that's their passion, it's their livelihood, and another ones that could end up being priced priced out of the market. And it seems to be these bigger companies that that, that can get away with producing it a lot cheaper to, to be able to sell it a lot cheaper to to drive a lot of these um you know, small businesses out of business. Really. Well, isn't I, it? I saw I saw a documentary recently um, about it had Neville in it. That's why somebody had sent it or put it up, posted it, and it was um, it was called Green Rush, and it was on Channel Four, I believe, from down there. And it was uh, it was a pretty good documentary, but it really the first thing I was thinking when I was watching it was like these looking at the size of these places that people were putting up and what they were you know investing and the money that was going into it, and I was like. I mean, obviously, everybody wants to export, but there's really such a small, it's such a weird market where you guys are at. Because, I mean, if you export to, say, Asian market, kind of a weird market, too. Like, I don't know. It's like, I have a feeling it's uh, it's not a mature market at all. You know what I mean? Like, compared to... For, for sure. And, to, and I think, like, as, as, as legislation sort of starting to be adopted by other countries around the world, like, they, they, these markets are sort of, they've sort of just been carved out and developed developed now, really, aren't they? And, and 
but do you have a so you, so you have plans though to, to enter the market uh um who, 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 myself personally like, i'm just working on um my own consultancy business and, and in the process mm-hmm. of that i've actually got i've been talent scouted uh, after we got second place in the um harvest festival cup i've been talent scouted by uh, a company uh, a, a medical company here that's going to start up soon that are going to be doing um like um DNA sequencing and getting into all the science of it and, and trying to create good cultivars to that have high medicinal value. Um, whether I, I whether I want to align myself or get in with a company like that, I, I still sort of have to really do a bit more research and um, well, we've, all, we've, all seen, we've all seen and we've all seen what happens there. So obviously now now we're getting the sort of uh, the blueprint, I guess, for everybody to follow because now everyone understands the questions to ask these people and maybe to you know, like get signed documents, obviously, that prove what you're saying, because that's been half the battle is that a lot of this stuff has been verbal, you know what I mean? So people, everyone got the same verbal message mm-hmm. from, from like, uh, from Phylos, for instance, saying that they were going to not do any breeding. And then everyone's like, okay, that's cool. And then they give some material and then all of a sudden they're breeding and, you know, so now we've, yeah, we've been through yeah, that. <laughs> We but we but conflicts of interest there. They weren't very honest. I don't believe in, in sort of their business no. plan and 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 in how they uh, sort of came out with it. Yeah. Um, it was yeah. it was uh, just it, initially it was it was, a, it, was, it, was it was yeah. But it was a good lesson for everybody. Now everyone on both sides, I think, for, understands for sure. their position. Because I think with people who in our industry, we're always a little bit. I know myself personally, and I'm sure, you know, a lot of us uh, suffer from it. We're all a little too soft when it comes to like getting contracts and things like that, because we just feel like, you know, oh, why would we, you know, you would never, you would never do nothing wrong to me. You know what I mean? But then when you see how it is, it's that, always that, like, that, that's right. The, the person behind these, these, these big, these big pharma well, companies are coming in with big money and, and it's all sort of all business to them. And, and like, like for myself personally, I'm, I'm having to sort of reach out now to, to, to lawyers and, and, and business advisors and, you know, just sort of getting all the sort of help and support that I can get to paint, just to paint a bigger, better picture because, I mean, if I, if I was to um, work, work for any, any seed company, like I'd, I'd like to, you know, best protect myself and, and best protect, um, you know, people around me too and, and thinking about other people at the same time. Like I've, there's going to be a lot of opportunities coming up soon for for um, other, other breeders and growers to, to potentially um, to where, where the people want to, Share cultivars or, or not? But there's, there's opportunities for intellectual, um, uh, for for royalties from intellectual property and and um and that that sort of respect and yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's kind of I think we, we I think when we Leo and I were talking about it on one show a little for a second we didn't really delve into it deep, but in general I think at this point in time it's almost makes more sense that we take care of each other, create our own little like built-in network that we design. It has nothing to do with uh, trademarking on the trademark level, but goes totally on the, the you know, we're going to actually validate each other, especially when you're talking about locally, like where you guys are at, I'm sure you could do it, but it would be harder if you were to do it in another country because we don't know who who's who in the zoo, you know what I mean? But at the same time, the minute there's a sort of closer network of people doing it, we could trust that network because we're on the same network. You know what I mean? We could, we could, we could easily create a much more uh, simple passive way of doing it. Cause I think a lot of us are based on, you know, like, like say we do a collaboration, right? I give, uh, I bring a male to the table. You have your, your favorite female or the other way around or whatever we do. Um, 
And it, it goes, you know, it's one of those things where if, if we're both interested in the seed, then it can just be a straight seed split, which is always nice because then everybody gets something and they can do it with what they want. If it turns into a situation where it's like one, one guy wants to just crush it with a collab with you, sure, we could do that too. And then I'll just take, you know, we'll make a different contract for that. But I think if we were to like really um, figure out a system, especially now that we're all so digitally connected and stuff, but if we figured out a system of a way to like, if all of a sudden on my Venmo, which is actually not my Venmo, but my weed, my weed related Venmo for all my breeders or whatever, all of a sudden I fucking got 800 bucks into my account because somebody sold a bunch of seeds. That would be super dope if they gave me five bucks a pack or something. You know what I mean? Like, because they used yeah, bubble gum sure. that's, that's and, cool. and they and, and they did really well with the bubble gum. And then all of a sudden I'm like, hey, I love this guy. He just gave me 800 bucks because he sold second, you know, 40 packs or 400 packs or whatever it is, you know. So like, OK, everybody's happy. Bam. You know, it's like those kind of things could be done because we're all smart enough to do it. Just all of us are too busy to do it. All of us. Nobody would trust yeah. the guy. Well, who's yeah, in charge I know. Of doing that's it. All. She's all, she's all it's one of those things. Like, like, there's a lot of um, opportunities too to to um, co- collaborate with a lot of lot of like top breeders like THCs and you guys over the states and, and other breeders as well. You know, I'd, I'd be honoured to be able to um, to help um, bring bring and represent yeah. you guys over over here in, in that respect. And I think well, now we know now we know who's like, already now we know who's already rocking the bubble gum. So that's good to know because um, you know it's always. <laughs> It's always good to have uh, a couple of linchpins around because I, I wouldn't doubt if we'd be calling you pretty soon and being like, okay, we're, we'll, we'll be seeing you soon enough because uh, it's been on the radar for a lot of people I know just because of the fact that mm. it's like everyone else is getting saturated, even though down there it's got, it's, I already hear the same, you know, a lot Tasmania, I hear people, I have friends in Tasmania doing projects, I have people in uh, in the other parts like Perth and things and kind of a few other spots in Australia that are doing that are doing projects yeah. heard of people that were down there in New Zealand that wanted to do some stuff so I was like always like hmm. it's uh it's interesting because it's it's global which is awesome and uh once it goes federal it'll just then that'll go global too as far as trade goes and then that's when it that's when the the roof comes off you know what I mean as far as like yeah, uh, Every, everyone's on board. Everyone's got the ability to make money and shift things around and do stuff legally, banking, all that stuff. And that's going to happen very soon. So it's, it's you know, it's, so the, it's, the, it's the, a good the, time. The, the better, I, I think. Um, I'm like, cause I, mm-hmm. I, I understand, like, it, it's, it's been against um, the law fed over, over there for you guys. It's, it's made, it made it harder with, like, um, banking and that sort of things. And, like yeah, you guys it's getting had, better. Had, had a lot of your, your own issues, and and we we sort of like at the moment over here, I'm I'm finding that um try, trying to get cultivars with with um certain certain credit cards and that just are not they're accepted one month and the next month they're not accepted anymore. So like there's sort of you know there's there's wee things that have been pulled out to sort of I think slow slow down some people to to better suit other people and that. But um yeah, I, I think um when you're passionate about what you do and you know what you're doing is right, I think um takes a lot more than you know some people to stop you i think so did you get a trophy for your did you get a nice trophy or would they give you what, what yeah yeah we got we, we got a cool trophy um i i've been um working with another mate so i i, I held on to the certificate and i let i let him take the trophy but i've, I've got a picture of the trophy so I'll, I'll see i'll send that through to you as well so you can have a look at that too if you like yeah send that uh she sent it to uh to to what she sent it to mark 
photo of the trophy. Oh yeah, uh, Yep. Um, you can send it to uh, marketadamdunshow.com. There you go. Bam. Yep. Awesome. All right. So easy. Um, while I'm still talking to you, I think um, yeah, we're we're already looking forward to um the the, the cannabis cup here in, in next season, and we're sort of planning ahead now and what sort of um getting best organised with what, what cultivars and that we we want to run for. For next yeah. season, so I've got, I've got a few ideas. I might even um, looking at that wedding cake that, that you guys have, and might run that for a, 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 in the hybrid category. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, so we'll so see, how, see how that goes. Right. For uh, so for anybody who's listening, is there sort of uh, or, or watching, watching and or listening? Uh, you got a sort of uh, Instagram or website or anything like that? Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, check check us out on add us add us and follow us on Instagram, um, Elevated Access Farms. Um, so it might be easier to find us on if you check on Adams on your page, where we commented on most, one of your most recent posts there, and it'd be a good way to, to click onto there to, to see who we are and yeah, follow follow us and, and follow our progress over here in New Zealand and yeah, we really look forward to um keeping as well today with what's going on here and yeah it's cool it's good to see like like i said it's good to see it globally starting to happen thailand's getting on board which is interesting because thailand's going to like break the mold for the asian market where you know thailand's kind of yeah, like yeah it was cool it was cool to see them um you know get um, the death penalty over there for it and and to really see their government get on board with everything too it's, which is um on a global yeah. level it's awesome eh? yeah and their whole thing i mean they they do uh have a very much of like a, a sort of holiday destination vibe going about anyway, and then you know yeah people... I'd love to I'd love to get over to Thailand for a bit of a holiday and that and I'd love to um sort of go cultivar collecting actually around different countries and sort of, you know see what I can find in that yeah Thailand yeah Thailand would be like where you would launch from and then you would go into Laos to get actual genetics or you'd go into Burma or something the places that are a little bit more off the beaten path because. Thailand itself never really grew that much because they were always a little more like where the, where, the, where the material ended up and got shipped from and turned into Thai. You know, they called it Thai weed, but mostly it was pretty much mostly like Laotian weed and, and all of the Vietnamese and Laotian strains. Those are the ones that are, are going to be the, the at least more desirable, you know what I mean? Because... Yeah, so yeah, just no. Like, but, but always start, but always start in Thailand because it's a great place to start and finish. That's for sure. For sure. Yeah, and, and it's cool, a cool holiday destination. I think too, it'll be, be a good place to start. Yeah, it is. It's a great. But, um, I had it one hey, time. It's, it's I had very, one time. Very good talking to you guys. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I, I should um, I, I should I should get going, mate, because I got I got a couple of things here that I that I, I should. Not a problem. Look at you're like three sorry, minutes, sorry. like three minutes until our next guest. So. Perfect timing, my friend. So uh, hey, thanks for down, calling down, in. Down, down and, today, uh, and, and much appreciated, um, you know, for letting me call in and talk to you guys today. And, that, and like, like I say, you know, like it's been a real honour to be able to uh, grow THC Bubble Gardens. I've been, a, I've been a fan. I've been, I've been following um, THC since, since way back since I used like I've been buying High Times magazine since I was about like, 20 years ago, right up to until now. And, and THC seeds has, has, has been mm-hmm. one of my favourite. Um, Seed, seed banks and, and, and cultivar providers for, for a long time now. Thanks, man. Thanks. That's great to hear. And, uh, yeah, it's funny because I, I, I get, like, people sending me little, like, photos of, of myself uh, in high times 
from back in the day. And I'm like, oh, because people are like, yeah, you're the guy that was in High Times. And I'm like, for, kind of forgot. Like, really? Uh, yeah, a couple times, I guess. But then <laughs> keeps coming more and more. So, yeah, That's thanks cool. for uh, thanks for calling in. Well, uh, like I said, I'll yeah. be giving you a call though soon because uh, I have I have other friends down there too that I like to I love to link you up with and yeah yeah that sounds good. Mate. Can... I'll, I'll be real keen to um my my, my my network's growing bigger and bigger and, and I think that, that that's definitely um part of what it's all about is um collaborating and, and you know building a network with a lot of like-minded people in that and so no, I'll, I look did, ever, to, um, did, did, did you ever hear of uh, you ever heard of kiwi seeds back in the day. Yeah, yeah, kiwi seeds. Um, like I, I, I remember checking out um all, all the um cultivars and that, and I like I, it was it used to blow blow my mind. Like thinking, you know, back when I was first looking at it, with the how how against the law it was back then, and and how and how we could have a kiwi seed bank and that. But you know, obviously it was um it was run from a different country in that respect. Yeah, no, it was literally my friends that were in Amsterdam. So. Uh... And they, oh, nice. they were proper proper kiwi proper kiwi lads. So uh, yeah, they brought some stuff back and worked some material and, and had some actual good had a few good uh, had a few good strains. For sure, yeah, definitely. There's about there's some um, nice strains through like like two pounder and and um, Mount Cook and yeah, there's a few really popular strains. Mm-hmm. There. I, I see some some that I'd I'd, I'd like to um, when I get a chance to to have a growing myself. It, we're really spoiled for choice with um, the amount of variety and cultivars that, that that are available today. Yeah, no, there's some beautiful, there's some uh, real like things that right now would really be like on point again, you know, because it's kind of things come in cycles. And I remember some of their material being like racy and sativa, and like most people didn't want to grow it because it was a little bit too long and big. But that was kind of their their backbone, I think, on a lot of their stuff was real big and sort of branchy stuff you know but sure, some people um, didn't some people didn't dig it i did all right man so nice talking to you I mean, actually, well, 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 while i'm while i'm still talking to you too i should actually mention ah. to bug, um, the guys that got the guys that um in the harvest festival they they oh, um sure. really um they 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 work so so hard and, and you know in the face of um of, of people um Trying to trying to make it not happen, they they really pulled through and you know made it happen under under a lot of pressure and I, I just think it's it's worth um, plugging those guys for for their efforts and that and they've got their own website um and New Zealand Harvest Festival dot com and you know everyone to check that out and as, I, I I hope it's going to be an, an annual an annual event here in New Zealand and I mean it'd be a great opportunity for for people from the in the states and elsewhere to come over and for a holiday and check out sort of the New Zealand cannabis culture and what we got going on over here. Sounds good, my friend. Thanks for calling in. We'll talk soon. Hey, cheers, Adam. Much appreciated, mate. Yeah, and we'll peace. we'll speak again. Yep. Hey, have a good have a good day, mate. Cheers, guys. Yep. See you later. Later. Bye. So lined up now. You have the list in front of you. Um, I'm on Have lots of things in front of me. Yes. Bam. So you're going to do the introduction so I don't get it all completely wrong. All right. Today we are speaking with the Denver Psilocybin Initiative uh, members, and the, that includes uh, Hope Mellinger, Melanie Rose. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Travis is in. I was confused. I got a lot of, like, whether people are in or not. So I think Travis was in. Travis Fluck. I believe. And uh, yeah. Andrea Valeska. We'll yeah, I believe be that's what we got going. So. I believe we got that. We'll figure it out in a second. Cool. Um, oh, here we go. Here's the first one's calling. Call. First one is calling in. 
Hello, caller. You're live on the air. Thank you. And uh, that includes uh, co founder. Uh, there you go. Can you turn the back? Okay, you got the back off. Hello, Hello. who we got? Hi, this is Andrea. Hey, Andrea, how you doing? Well, and yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm down in Puerto uh, Rico myself, actually. So I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the nice weather here. I called back and I found out it's not so nice in Denver. Nice. So I said, "Up." Oh. I said, "Up." Oh. Everyone's all cozy in the house today. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. So we got everybody else. I'm sure everyone's going to kind of start rolling in in a second. But uh, welcome to the show. Congratulations. Uh, I'll be congratulating everybody as they come on, of course, because we know how, how uh, and I don't want to repeat myself too much about it, but I think at the same time, I think we were all, it was a good one. It was one of those, it was, it was like the reverse of, of the elections when I went to bed and I was like, cool, we won, right? Okay. And I went to bed and I woke up and like, what? <laughs> we lost? Like, no way. And it was the opposite, which was such a good feeling when I was like going to bed, going like, but you know, I totally accepted it. I went to bed and I went, you know what? fuck dude that's pretty good we did great okay i'm going to bed and then i woke up and then the next day my wife uh, hit me up and said you know we won and i'm like no you know you read it all wrong it's backwards you know what i mean or something <laughs> so uh I, it was like amazing but at the same time i think uh also so gratifying in the sense that because of the fact that you saw quickly who's who's being snide about it and who who really didn't have the heart and who didn't want to show us or help us or whatever. And you're like, oh, okay. Now we see the real true because right when they think that you lost, you know, they love you know, the, the the ones who come and tell you that, you know, of course you're gonna lose and all that, you know, and I was like, Oh really? And I had a few of those people myself and I'm sure you must have had it where For uh, sure in those moments, how was it? What, how did it feel when you like realized that it was turning around and we were actually going to win? Actually, I never thought that we lost. Um, that night after the 1 a.m. Oh, yeah. uh, result, we spoke and we were looking at the vote and we were thinking that the people actually the turning the ballots late was the people who actually will right. vote yes on it. So we were very um, enthusiastic about it and keeping the positive of it. And then the next day uh, we spoke and we knew that there were many votes that they weren't counting yet. So we were just waiting for the result. There were some people that got discouraged in the process, but personally I I felt that that it was, this was a win from from the people. All right, so we got Melanie on the left over here. I see. So I have no idea what's going on on the screen because it's my just not on. But it's just you right now. But I'm gonna get everyone on in just a second here. Okay, cool. Yep. Okay, so we got Melanie joining us, and then I think we got somebody on the line 484. Who's that? That's somebody else. Hello, this is Hope Melanie. Oh, Hope, we got Hope on the line. Okay, cool. So we got Hope, Melanie, and someone else Andrea. just joined us too. And then Travis is probably. Hi, is it Travis. It's yes, Travis. it is. So there you go. <laughs> all right, cool. So I got all four of you guys are on here now. Bam. Okay, I was just talking to Andrea. I was just kind of saying to cool. her that I thought that I thought, you know, like I'm I'm in Puerto Rico at the moment, and of course I'm checking the results, and I'm and I'm saying to myself like, at first I'm like, what? We're gonna win, and then I'm like, oh, we're gonna lose, and I'm like, you know what? All right, I'm going to bed. 
and I kind of, and it wasn't that I felt like we lost, but I kind of like accepted it. I was like, oh, okay, well, we came so fucking close. That's crazy. And then I went to bed, woke up the next day, and my wife, Cece, had, uh, you know, sent, texted me and she said, we won the mushroom and like, boop, 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 you know. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, no, you know. And she's like, no, no, check. And then I checked and I said, holy shit. Like, we, I think I, I was so amazed to you guys. And, uh, I was telling Andrea that it's like the first 24, like I heard people that I didn't expect get real snappy at me because I had said to them, dude, we're going to pass. Don't you watch, you watch. And they're like, right away, told you never going to happen. You know, I had that like at least three or four people that I was like, really? Okay, well, we'll see. And then I said, next time, 100%, right? And then all of a sudden, next day, it was like, I was like, ah, I called them back. Like, so what's going down? <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was amazing. It was amazing uh, and, and memorable, which is awesome, because <laughs> if it was a losing thing, people would be quick to to talk shit, and it'd be harder to make the, the, the right moves. And now it's like... Yeah, it's strange, huh? It's like balls yeah. in your court, guys. Never. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so when I started uh, in on the campaign, I just felt right away that there were enough people to support this. So it was just a matter of connecting the dots. And over the course of uh, eight months, I I felt so reinforced by creation or the universe or whatever you want to call it that the signs were just too innumerable and too intense to neglect. So the first night, the night of election night, when we were getting this contrary data, it really was, I was having like an existential dilemma. (laughs) But uh, fortunately, uh, all the procrastinators were mushroom people. So the last update, the the 43,000 were 59.7% in favor. So that was enough to tow us over the line and prove that we have a psychedelic constituency of 90,000 people in Denver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's and it's um, the timing is amazing. So it's one of those things where, like, you know, everything's about timing, right? And with mushrooms, yeah. we've all we've all I think most everybody at least who listens to this show and probably everybody who's on the air right now. I mean, we've all experienced the whole like oneness. You know, everybody's like, yeah, dude, it's like we're all one, right? And it's like it's 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 funny because when when you're high you're it's all one but then the next day and you have to go back to school and you're and then you can really tell like only a few people can like like live like that you know what i mean most people kind of shut down and they Phew. but at this at this day and age i think now everybody's a little bit more uh you know i, I grew up in the 70s and it was definitely like mushrooms were were I never microdosed. I always macrodosed. You know yes. what I mean. So like, my whole thing was like I didn't even know there was such a thing. So I just would. Yeah, but how do you know? <laughs> well, I never. Yeah, I just I was I was terrible at like at at resisting large doses of anything. And nowadays I'm exactly the opposite. Now I love the fact that it's that you don't have to you know walk over the cliff every time. But um, in general, uh, yeah, the whole fact I think that your timing is amazing is 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 what propelled it not only that but i'd have to say spongle being in town the, the night before the two nights before definitely got a, a few people 
hey, you know what? <laughs> I think we want to. I think we want to vote yes on that thing for mushrooms because that was like the Schwangel effect. I think may have been a, a tipper. <laughs> the timing was so we we essential, you know? we can say that we can honestly say that everyone is an influencer. And um, the, the, the vote was so close. It was like 1,979 votes. So it's literally, it's so obvious that everyone did their part. Mm-hmm. And I think that time back all the way to when we were still collecting signatures, because even when we were collecting signatures, people doubted us and didn't want to do anything to the campaign or wanted to wait and see if we got on the ballot before they got involved. And... Um, Right, we got it on the ballot. We validated our signatures. We showed that we have a team of people who are dedicated to this, and we're operating on almost no budget. And so, I think from that perspective, you can really see the power behind the movement and the dedication of the people yes. who already know the benefits behind it. Yes. So, so to get as far as like the beginning of the whole thing, uh, Hope, tell us like how that kind of all materialized. Um, there's like so many beginnings, I feel like, um, because in the beginning, when I first got involved, um, our friend Tyler was writing language to get it on the ballot, and that was back last January, so we started then, and I got involved, not from a legal standpoint, I didn't have anything to offer, but once we had volunteers, I offered to help put people together, and, um, we got together and looked at this language and submitted it, and we're all riled up and had like this. A uh, little rally, and then um, Denver elections rejected the language. And we were like, oh, well, what are we going to do now? And uh, we got a couple more people involved who had more experience in ballot language, and they helped us craft mm-hmm. a second language, which also got rejected. So that's two, two twice rejected in maybe six months, and um, still dedicated to it. And at this point, people are hearing more about it. So that's when we had um, some more prominent lawyers get involved and take a look at the language and took a look at the structure of our city and how we could fit it in to the city. And so then they, um, we kind of put it in more professional hands, right, instead of us, like, trying to navigate the situation. And then they got our language in early fall. And so as soon as that got accepted, we had to, like, get on the ball really quickly and pull everyone together. So after this, like, roller coaster of, oh, we're going to do this, guys. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, we're going to do this, guys. Oh, wait, hold on. You know, so we lost a couple people. We had volunteers that trickled away that either had other life commitments or just weren't sure if this would happen. Um, and then when we got on the ballot for real, you know, we, uh, we started to distribute our um, petitions, and then we started to gain more that way just because we were out in the community. So once you're out in the community, even if there's only a dozen of you, if you have – you know, 50 people sign your petition, there's going to be one of those people who sign the petition or be like, I want to do what you're doing. And so that was kind of like a mycelial sex too, right? So mm-hmm. um, that that was like super powerful. And at that point, um, our, our, we were getting bigger and we were like learning things around strategy about what was working and how it was working. And we started holding meetings more regularly. Um, so we held them about once a week. And it was just at our house and uh, talked about where did you go last week? How many signatures do you get? How floppy do they look? How positive were people? Um, and mm-hmm. so we started to follow the places that we were being more successful. And when you get to a place where you're going to have 25 people sign your thing in one hour, it's really, 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 really encouraging. And so once those conversations started happening, we were all very encouraged and kind of looked, took a step back and were like, yeah, this is going to work. And, and, uh, 
as far as the, uh, I mean, because three, that's definitely uh, persistence. If you if you had two two times complete shutdown and then had to, you know, rework and rethink the whole thing. Um, who? How did you? How did you guys do with financing and things like that? What was the? What was the? Uh, how did you guys keep that? Alive? Um, it's a tough, cost money to do these small, things. Sometimes, I guess. We have we have some donors too. One of the oh yeah for, yeah we had them. They were in, we've had a lot of individual donors. Um, so we had a couple of big donors in the beginning to help us write out. One of our original petitioners, Devin Alvarez. Mm-hmm. I really have to credit with um, supporting the movement in the beginning. He. Um, gave a larger personal contribution, which helped really pull us through the beginning. And then, honestly, all the volunteers have probably donated small amounts in one way or the other as well. Um, well, so really yeah, it's like, I mean, I, we, we, we 100% want to support it. So, I mean, it's one of those, like, you know, we'll try to do as much as we can to, to make it work because we know that the potential's there. And then one of the things that's, I guess, uh, made people realize is the uh, the effects of PTSD and uh, mm-hmm. all the different different forms of that, and I guess people are finally accepting this as a real condition. Like it's weird. Like even in Colorado, that was so liberal and so you know cannabis friendly, it it wasn't officially a, a condition until quite recently. You know what I mean? So it's one of those like, oh okay, <laughs> this is actually something that can work with cannabis, and this could really work with uh, with mushrooms and. It's interesting because a lot of uh, people. I have a few. I have a friend who has a, a brain injury, and literally about once every three months, he needs it. You know what I mean? He needs to, and not such a big dose, but he just needs it. Otherwise, it's like a. Yeah, it's strange. It's like it's a. It's the only thing that works. You know. So. And he used, Yeah, to use like a non-scientific term, like um, it's it's almost like a reset. We have uh, met with some individuals who had brain injuries that are. are or helping themselves that way and their personal mm-hmm. reports are very very similar like just every now and then if they take uh, middle of the ground dose so to say um, it helps yeah. them recuperate reorganize you know because it's like creating those connections that's what mushrooms do and so you're able to like reestablish some of those pathways yeah and you know the thing is is I think um, it's interesting because on this show we talk about cannabis a lot um, and mushrooms fall within this whole plant medicine category and the combination of the fact that I think everybody's starting to uh, realize that there's options and there always has been. Uh, it's just figuring them out and, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of like everybody goes for the easy way out, you know, which is big pharma. Well, not everybody, obviously, but, but uh, a majority of people. It seems it seems up. it seems easy, right? You should be able to go to a doctor and take a pill, and it makes mm-hmm. something go away. So the construct of the medical model seems like it mm. would be really easy and convenient, which people like. But um, you kind of touched on something that I've been talking about with some of our volunteers only okay. recently, really since we won, and that is why are cannabis and mushrooms like why do we have to call plants medicine? Why aren't we calling them food and recognizing that food is medicine? Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, you're here. All right. It's like what you're putting in your body is medicine, whether it's the food you're eating, the water you're drinking, the medicine mm-hmm. on the prescription pills. It's all mm-hmm. medicine. And somehow in our society, we've like reframed and we like put these processed food in our bodies and expect our bodies to like maintain status quo. And then when it starts to break down, then we go to medicine. 
when if we just look at the whole thing holistically from the beginning, um, they're not drugs. It's all medicine that you're, or you're, it's all food that you're putting into your body. It's all some form of nutrition um, with whatever scale to the side of poison, right? And then there are side effects and there are, you know, positive outcomes and negative side effects. And all foods have that. Agreed. Yeah, and that's 100%. Oh, yeah, I feel, I feel you on that one. And also just the fact that, um, you know, we're getting more and more people who are, are figuring out that they have to grow their own food. Yeah. Uh, if they want to, if they want to make it work, kind of uh, in a in a real proper carbon footprint, you know, and, and actually not only yeah. that, but just knowing what you eat—that's really the main thing, I guess, because uh, there's a lot of crap out there, isn't there? A lot of mislabeling. That's one of the big problems these days. Like, I tell people, like sometimes people say, tell me Whole Foods, and I'm like, I don't go there anymore. I haven't been there in years. And they're kind of like, why wouldn't you go there? You know, and I'm like, well, it's, first of all, it's owned by Amazon. And second of all, they don't do any label checks. You know what I mean? They don't give a fuck anymore. They're just like, nope. everything's, orga- everything's organic. It comes out of there magically. You know what I mean? Somehow. And so I wouldn't trust. Yeah, I wouldn't trust uh, that side. Well, the I mean, food, the, to their, yeah. no, I was going to say to their credit, they definitely got me like I I found a way to healthy eating through whole foods appearing in my life because it gave me access to all these things in a really convenient way. You know, and fortunately now I don't, I don't need that anymore. I'm, I know exactly what my body needs and where to find it. And, um, but I will credit them to some extent with educating people about organic and, um, you know, just having a choice. So they were like a gateway for everybody uh, in that way. Yeah. Um, and they were good. I mean, I, I live in Europe, so whenever I would come home, I would go to Whole Foods and be like, wow, look at this. I wish I could take this home with me, you know what I mean? But then I'd go back to Amsterdam yep. and I'd be depressed and <laughs> look at their food and be like, it's not like Whole Foods. But I also didn't. Uh, but then later, at a certain point, everybody started calling a whole paycheck. And yes. it kind of lost its appeal at a certain moment in time where it was like, dude, I don't go there no more. And I was like, uh-oh. So none of my friends went anymore. And then now I don't go anymore. And it's just kind of one of those, like, you grow out of it, I think. You have to grow out of it. I agree. Um, I would love to see Denver develop a co-op here or a series of co-ops because there's uh, enough people that would definitely frequent them. Yeah, exactly. And I think food... The, the the idea of mushrooms uh, for like turkey tail and and uh, lion's mane and all these other uh, you know ones that you can just take daily are exactly. so um, and and chaga and, and that's the crazy part about psychedelics is that it makes people actually sort of, it's a lot like cannabis and hemp you know people figure out the crazy stuff first to then find out all the other useful uses of it. Like, wait a minute, you mean you can use it for more than that? You're like, yes. <laughs> because a lot of people yep. think of mushrooms as the, uh, the ones their mom gave them. You know what I mean? It's either that or that. You know what I mean? It's like, this is extreme. Yeah. Not a lot of not a lot of knowledge. You guys are into mostly those things too, like medical, uh, well, not medical, but just chaga and things like that. So uh, I will say that all mushrooms are magical. Um, but yes, all of them. And it, because they, they breathe air like we do, their metabolism is similar and their medicines 
are that much more effective, but their poisons are that much more effective. So fortunately, these are all, you know, the, these things are now being uh, reintroduced, you know, in such a way that, that people are getting educated and know uh, what to look for and can get excited about these new, you know, sources of nutrition. Right. Well, it's, it's funny because now I've been traveling and I always take mushrooms with me everywhere, but then I've, I've used up my stash and I'm in a place where I just cannot find them. So I kind of like, I instantly noticed the difference as far as like, it's part of my routine now, you know? So I'm like, no. And I went and got something else, which is pretty cool. It's got a lot of different things, but it's just not the same. <laughs> it's not the same deal, you know? Gotcha. So you get used to the, you get used to the, uh, I think it's like vitamins and a lot of things. You have to do them on a consistent basis to really appreciate it. And then once you really tap in, you're like, okay, these things actually are very effective because they are. Just yeah, well, you're it. able to per- you're you're able to perceive it, you know. And once you once you have that gnosis, it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, it's um, like I was saying earlier. It's, like, it's a little bit like cannabis, where a lot of people went for the cannabis first, and now they're understanding that hemp was actually the the whole plant. You know what I mean? Using every part of the plant, like yep. a buffalo, and actually, you know, building houses out of it or batteries or you know things that are a little bit out out, almost out of this world as far as graphene and and high-tech stuff or just simple stuff like animal feed you know and uh, like i said concrete yeah well Uh, the the rastas the rastas had it right the whole time herb heals the nation mm -hmm. well mushrooms i think are going to do a big part too because of the fact that um, not only with PTSD, like we were talking about earlier, but also just in the fact that people who, uh, like mushrooms are, if, it's like when you decriminalize things, you sort of also de-demonize them at the same time. You know what I mean? Cause people start to go like, Agreed. Oh, I heard about these magic mushroom things. Now you see the positive side because now all of a sudden it's not like everybody's like worried about it or clandestine. They're more like, no, they're, there's. They've had mind-altering experiences. They've had mind... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we call that the psychedelic closet. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. I was saying that it also creates an opportunity for education, to educate people. For sure. Agreed. Yeah, the, uh, it's also like, um, I think a lot of times we think back to like, you know, it, it, you need something to like, uh, like you saw how much press the, the, the mushroom got because of winning, of course. I mean, it would have got a press also if it lost. But the fact that it won, almost it became like the feel-good story of the day that was spread quicker. Or under the fire. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like the... The unbelievable catch or the, you know, the amazing goal or, you know, we had like the, you guys had the, the final kick, you know what I mean? Like the, the, the World Cup or something where it was just like, <laughs> Yes, day, I agree. The, and, but the funny part is at the end of the day, it doesn't really change anything on a federal level, right? Because that's where we have uh, obviously issues like, eh, 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 now what? So 
explain to my people a little bit how it doesn't change stuff as much as it does change stuff just because I think people are, you know, as classically going, like assuming that we're going to have shops like Amsterdam where we sell mushrooms and that's not going to happen, obviously. And give us a little, I think I'm wondering, that's the part that I want to really think about um, in moving forward is how, like going back to their, that their food things is like how we can start thinking about things that are not so, um, I don't know, because I don't, that they aren't so controlled by um, the powers that be because they're not, they're very natural and like how can we uh, treat nature like nature in the first place and let it do its thing um, as it grows and then also as people um, find it and explore it and use it because they don't think it's, I don't think it's the, the same as a lot of our, as our prescription, as our prescription medicines and I don't think cannabis is either, they're uh, fundamentally different and you know, if we look back on the Controlled Substances Act, that was a political move. It wasn't. It wasn't founded in science. It wasn't founded in public health or the greater good. It was all political. And so now we have to go back and go through science and prove these public health things that were never. They they were never used to criminalize them in the first place. So how can we be more creative and think outside of the box and and kind of be respectful of mankind and nature and set us so beholden to uh, a political act that should have never happened in the first place. Right. Yeah, I saw a uh, paper from 1896 that was more on point about cannabis than things written t today, where it nailed it from every side. It told the good, there was not much, there was not much bad, and it explained the economic side, it explained the hemp side, explained it all. And so they understood it all, and in, in by 1900, they already knew what was going on. Um, everything beyond beyond that started just to become for money, you know what I mean? And it just it was a money. So uh, unfortunately, cannabis was a victim of its own success, is its problem. And mushrooms was a victim, I believe, of uh, just misconception probably the whole time, you know, as far as what, what it was, what it really was. Well, maybe they knew exactly what it was, and that's why they put the kibosh on it. You know, because all of a sudden these people are like, "Why are we going to war? What? Why? What? What's going on here? Why do I want to kill this other person?" Mm -hmm. You know, and that—that's a testament to that feeling of oneness that you can derive from the experience. You know, but uh, fortunately, we just took the first—we took the first little ground back. And I think that sometimes when you see, like, uh, when something is returned to you, you question why it was ever taken in the first place. And I think that might cause systemic riffles just from that realization. Oh, yeah. No, I believe what you guys have done is definitely going to ripple in many ways because Oregon's on board. Other state, California's got a com uh, complete natural plant bill that they're putting together by the they said if they pass that, they want it done by the end of the month. Done. You know, I was like, damn, people are going quick. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to cause a, a instant sort of, uh, you know, psychedelic hot spots are just popping off. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, wait a minute, Colorado? Oh, that's it. Come on. You know what I mean? So, yeah, right. You know, it, I think it is interesting to watch because it's like uh, a new landscape that. Uh, hasn't really happened yet, you know? Yes. 
So talk about the psychedelic closet you were talking about. So, uh, you know, people are afraid to, to like stick your neck out in a way and talk about these things because of the fear. Hey, Hope, are you, you're getting background noise. So, you know, to stick your neck out, you know, there's just like a lot of, a lot of fear in that, in that prospect because of the negative consequences and even possession of these things is a felony. So, you know, uh, you know, uh, civil disobedience is real, but only a fraction of the population feels assertive enough to really do that. And everybody else is kept held at bay, you know, by this invisible thumb or invisible hand, you know, and it just like keeps them in a very isolated, dark place, you know? So this like metaphor for a closet is, you know, it, it can be, can be utilized because to open the door, you are able to engage the rest of the world and, you know, have, be in the light. Sure. And, and, uh, it's funny how we're like with growing, it was always being in the closet because we were growing weed in the closet, right? And then of course being gay, you're in the closet and with psychedelics, we're in the closet, mostly because you're too high and you have to hide in your own closet <laughs> or whatever, for whatever reason you're in your closet. Uh, it's always a metaphor, so you know, for for hiding stuff. Uh, I think, like I lived in Amsterdam uh, through the whole uh, smart shop sort of buzz, which never existed before in the world. And all of a sudden, they just said, "Fuck it." One or two shops did it. Then all of a sudden, five shops did it. Ten shops did it. I mean, the minute that this really turns into a uh, an industry, do you see it turning? Uh, too quickly turning like into the wrong side of it in a sense, because I mean, from a medical point of view, makes sense. And from a spiritual point of view, I think makes sense. But once you commercialize it, which has like already happened in Holland, like I said, for 20 years now, uh, it, it's, it's strange. You know what I mean? I, I was, well, that's, I, I mean, that's I, in, no, that's intention. You know what I mean? So attention, intention will always bring about the, the, you know, the feedback that you put out there. So if you are looking to, uh, you know, grow money, then you are also subject to the negative, negative consequences of that karmic action, you know, but if you are really out there to help the situation, then other elements will come into the mix and help that and propel it, you know, and won't you know, like, um, bastardize it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's inevitable, as you said, too, because it's just human nature. There's going to be people who are going to be like, wait a minute, I can put this and this and get that. If I do this, well, then of course I'll do it now. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of times it comes down to your, like, even if you know you could do it, uh, I feel, I think whenever we do mushrooms or you give mushrooms to somebody, you automatically feel responsible for that person at that moment in time. You know what I mean? Because like you're the last person they saw when they took <laughs> that mushroom. Right. Here, right. right. Have this, yeah. Have this mushroom. You know what I mean? And, and you want them to have a good time. And usually they do occasionally not, but it's usually a, system, a situation where it's something beyond the mushroom. You know what I mean? It's not, it's just the mushroom, uh, enhancing that situation at that given moment. Gotcha. I love giving them away. I, I tell everybody the free tastes better and 
Um, you know, never, I've never ceases to amaze me the stories that come back to me after that interaction, you know, just the, the positivity, the, you know, insight, the, uh, desire to change certain negative things in my, in their life, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I can't help, but really think that the giving of it really helps that situation. Yeah. We had one time a party where a friend of mine brought a couple fruiting trays and we had a party and it was in a container and that container they kind of moved it around and it, it was always dark and cool and we went and opened it up and the whole fucking thing was just filled up with mushrooms like growing in every corner you know and little bits and pieces had fallen and created a perfect environment so he's like hey the mushrooms from the party last year and i was like hey look at that you know, boom. Damn. Gave, it literally gave back cool. you know I mean? it was funny yeah it's funny yeah that's that's amazing well, that's the thing is once you uh, like grow a few, like they're very hard to, you know, you, I don't know, any guys grow mushrooms or? Uh, for 20 years. Oh, nice. So you understand more than most that it's like, uh, it's a lot like when you're with plants, like you have to really get past a certain little point of being in, scared of what you're doing and as far as like fucking up the environment because it's human nature to fuck everything up. You got to fuck it up and then figure out what you're fucking up and then work your way backwards and kind of get to that point, especially with uh, with uh, sensitive things like spores and shrooms. And I mean, I, I tried a few times. I had a mixed success. I'd say uh, not enough to go full bore, you know what I mean? Like, I go, oh, that's too much work. Forget about it. But we were doing stones and stuff, and it was not really like the... Uh, yeah, the end result, let's say. Gotcha. Well, fortunately, I can uh, teach people how to do this and really, you know, share a lot of my, my insights and, you know, what I did wrong. Um, and it's, you know, direct uh, transfer of knowledge instead of having to go on an online forum or uh, watch videos. Like I can hand over hand teach this process now. Nice. What is your favorite mushroom to grow? Uh, penis envies. So it's a, a psychedelic. Um, they say it's a cubensis, but it just doesn't. It doesn't feel like a cubensis to me, and it is the closest to DMT that I've ever experienced out of a mushroom. And because it's so potent, you don't have to eat as much of the flesh to get the same results. So a lot of the um, digestive issues are kind of curbed because of that. Gotcha. And in my own, in my own experience, you know, I, I, I've waned and waxed from certain, uh, harder drugs and the penis envies kind of gave me this thing that I could do. And the next day I would feel better than the day I took them. So I just kept desiring that. And uh, in a way, it like saved me a lot of brain cells or serotonin deprivation in the end. So that's my favorite. Sure, probably probably made a few few <laughs> made some interesting interesting new new ones, you know, at the same time. So absolutely, yeah. So what's the um, what's the next big goal for the crew, for the crew? What do you guys what's what's the, what do you got your eyes set on? So is that for me, or someone else want to take that? I'm no, anybody, anybody who's... Okay. 
So I think the first step that I'm trying to that we're trying to get involved in as a campaign is um, talking with uh, the newly erected uh, city council members and talking with the powers of E in Denver, talking with the people who are in runoff elections, um, and trying to educate them and onboard them as best as possible so that we um, can implement this as smoothly and as true to the language that we wrote as possible. And then the other piece is doing some outreach to our communities. So one of our activities during our campaign was to reach out to neighborhood associations and do presentations there to try to sway votes. But now it's kind of the opposite, right? The votes went. We want to go there and give some a deeper education of safety and harm reduction and kind of collect some information from those neighborhoods around what their concerns are so that we can address them as quickly as possible. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because I think right now there's all these questions people have and people are, you know, like, of course, it's interesting to see how people assume the worst always, like zombies walking the streets. <laughs> Dude, in Amsterdam, people smoked, smoked a lot of weed, ate tons of mushrooms. Barely, very rarely did you ever see people like super zombified. Or actually, with with weed and mushrooms, I was surprised myself as a as a as a guy selling them in the shop to be like, hmm. Seems like it'd be a lot more people tripping balls being everywhere, you know, if considering we sold, you know, hundred packs this morning or whatever. And uh no, we, in general, no. I think Amsterdam is a beautiful model of it because um they've built it into their culture. They teach their children, they teach their friends that people grow up in an environment where personal responsibility matters. And I think that that's something that we need to indoctrinate and um teach our constituents also those who are for it and those who are against it you know like you can be a responsible neighbor too if you have a friend who's in an uncomfortable position or if you suspect that they are in an uncomfortable position because of psilocybin like how to work with them and treat them and um kind of move forward in that way so i think we're we're responsible for creating a culture that's going to take care of um each other and the use of mushrooms agreed yeah yeah, you guys, uh, you guys uh, have kids, everybody, or you know, we only have kids. So. We have an American bulldog. Oh yeah, but no, no human kids. I work with children. Yeah, yeah, you have two, you have some kids. Who um, works with and, children? <clears throat> Andrea. Yes, I was saying that Hope actually works with children. Uh-huh. Nice. No, I was just going to say, um, I think that kids now are, are going to be an interesting, an interesting generation because of the fact that they'll be, you know, born pretty, like, as far as, like, as, as, far as young children. My, my kid is uh, seven now. So, you know, seven to ten-year-olds right now, for instance, are growing up in a time period where, you know, if people are uh, more cannabis-friendly, uh, you know, eating more plants, uh, be, being healthier. I think there's going to be uh, an interesting sort of stepping stone where we see people actually understanding a little bit more than than the status quo. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think we have to be very mindful of that because I think that there are some children who get that education and that access from a very young age. But I think that Denver especially is a very a place of a lot of inequity. Um, and so people who are 
struggling to get by and have low, lower education, lower income, um, are going to have a harder time educating their children. So I think we need to really talk about how the communities are doing it and how we're keeping this equitable. And that's like one of my concerns around um, uh, access in general and restriction uh, models because um, it makes it just more available and all the education more available to people with more resources in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, right now we're in a weird position, too, because it's a little bit like cannabis was when it first got decriminalized, where people got excited, but it didn't change the business, the, the model that was there. and There was no real, like, access. So that was, again, where you, you got this sort of, like, uh, you know, false uh, pretense of, of legality, let's say. And then with the decriminalization here in Denver... It's only Denver, too. What about the other cities? And have you guys heard from, like, other adjoining cities that are, like, Glendale, for instance, or, or cities that are, like, on the border of, of Denver? Have you heard from any of them? Not from the cities specifically, from the powers that be, from the people that inhabit them, definitely. You know, there's this, this feeling of, like, oh, we kind of got left out, but <laughs> that's really cool. So at least when we visit Denver... We have a little sanctuary, you know. And, sure, for me. You know, yeah, and we are, you know, our hope is that others pick up this work. And there are a hundred home rule municipalities in Colorado, so theoretically, we could have all these little hot spots in Colorado before we are able to take on the entire state. So, sure, that's a little well, silver lining in all of this. Hey guys, I'm sorry. I have to excuse myself. I'm not working. I have to go get started. Um, thanks for having okay, us. Good. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to meet you. And um, yeah, here we go. Uh, we Bye, Hope. We'll thanks, Hope. Bye, guys. Bye, Hope. Thank you, Hope. Hope. Bye, Hope. So, uh, again, like you guys, obviously going to have. Uh, see, now everyone's going to expect win, 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 win. Right? So, yeah, we can only be. You have to keep going. Got to keep winning along the way, but uh, any uh, immediate sort of uh, actions that you guys are sort of uh, pushing beyond the the win that you guys have right now? Oh, so on the 16th, when this goes live, when it actually goes into effect, uh, I'm going to start teaching cultivation as quickly as I can, and I'm dialoguing with the Imperial College of London and uh, some other uh, with uh, MAPS Zendo project people mm. to really get a lot of education and harm reduction steps in place. Uh, something that isn't very well known, uh, but we have a reagent kit in the pipeline that could appear any day that will tell people how potent their mushrooms are so that they don't find themselves taking more than the place that they want to go. Um, so yeah, we're pretty much, we're just going to hit the ground running and really build a, you know, a, f a familial type of environment for people. Because one thing sure. I'll tell you about being part of a psychedelic club is like, it is an amazing thing to have in common with another human being. Oh, you want to expand your consciousness? You want to expand your consciousness? Like, let's, let's do this together. Do this. You know? Sure. No, a hundred percent makes sense. Cause, uh, I, it's half the time. I won't do things like that by myself just because a, you kind of want to experience it with somebody else so that when you come, like I have a friend I'm with right now 
and we definitely had an experience together that when I when whenever we meet, we talk about it, and it's like, holy shit, dude! I remember, you know, we were it was like tele, it was one of those situations, telepathic. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah, we both, you know, there were things that happened that were intense, but uh, the fact that he was there and I was there, and now we can still talk about it because I would I'd still talk about the experience to other people, but. There wouldn't be any proof, <laughs> you know what I mean? So there was a little proof. There. No, well, I mean, I that's, to... I mean, but that's really important, though, to share perspective with someone else because then you feel understood. And I think that is, a, you know, not always an intrinsically, internally driven thing, you know. And mm-hmm. we've kind of been taught that external reinforcement is, you know, it's like worth seeking. But the mystics knew all along that we have everything we need internally. You know, so fortunately, I think that psychedelics can provide the, uh, you know, the the way back home to, you know, self-fulfillment and, uh, you know, compassion. For sure. And, and you know, the thing is, uh, I was saying earlier how when you when people connect uh, while they're high on mushrooms, let's say, and all of a sudden they're like, whoa, we're all one and they see the connection. The connection, technically, I think it's just a visual of, in, in my opinion, it's a, it's the electricity that we all generate, right? We all have our own little electricity generator that we don't really see because we all see our own little world or whatever. But you're tripping just enough. You kind of all of a sudden are like, dude, I can see it all. I can see the connection. Beep, 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 beep. And a lot of times I think it's just being in that right vibration uh, at that given moment, and some people are just better at tapping in on that, and other than some uh, don't, you know what I mean. But for the most part, it's a sort of like uh, my wife and I were talking about it, and she was like saying how some people's brains don't seem like they're fucking they're they're juiced up enough, you know what I mean? <laughs> so they're not fucking putting well, enough to connect to the beam, you know what I mean? Well, let's okay. Have you read the Doors of Perception? Uh, a long time ago, when I was on the boat, I was reading it. So, uh, 60 pages, it's really easy, but he talks about this concept yeah. of a reduction valve, and, mm-hmm. you know, over the course of however long we've been conscious, you know, we are, we've really needed to evade prey or predators and find food. So I think that a lot of our senses are really kind of got, uh, you know, hyper-focused in that vein, and what psychedelics do is give you more access to the stream. You know, and I think that it's just a, you know, it's a matter of like, even look at our sugar culture. Like we can't really tell the sweetness of an apple because we eat, you know, six packets of sugar a day and drink soda. So I think it's just a, a matter of re resensitizing ourselves, you know, and, and everybody has that, that ability within them, you know, so psychedelics are just an amazing facilitator because it gives you the, you know, direct gnosis or direct access to that intelligence, you know, in a very short amount of time. It's not like meditation where you have to put all this time in and then say, well, th- maybe I got it. I might've gotten it. Yeah. 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 For sure. And uh, like you're saying about it being a reset for people, uh, I think uh, maybe it was Hope who was saying it about a reset uh, for people with uh, brain trauma, which I like how saying my friend has uh, it, Definitely that. And I always thought of DMT as a sort of reset button because of the fact that, like, it was 15 minutes and you definitely 
like felt like you hit every fucking bell and whistle on the way down. You're like, oh yeah, dip, dip, I'm definitely here. I'm okay. That was a head cleaner, you know, for that moment. Um, yeah. But in general, psychedelics, I believe, like it's it's harder as a parent because as I was asking earlier about the, about kids. Once you have a kid, you're kind of like, you know, you really. You know that once you take psychedelics, all you're going to think about is like, <laughs> that kid, you know I mean? You can't help it. It's like, instant, oh, don't think about the kid. So I can't block myself from that to relax enough because I feel like the responsibility is too high and I have to deal with that shit. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, no. Like, I can't just break away. So I save it for those Yeah, moments. but the, there's, uh, there's something to be said about the initiation, right? So if you are there for the experience, you know, then you can kind of like set the tone going forward, uh, you know, with the, the child's relationship with this thing and what this thing is, you know, because whether yeah. you know, we realize it or not. Yeah. I was going to say, I have, <laughs> I have friends who have had children who have dosed like some ridiculous, ridiculous amounts of mushrooms where I've been like, Oh my God, the kid's only like six. You know what I mean? And ate a shitload of mushrooms. And, it's good. It's fine to this day. It's a good kid and it's fine. There's no issues. But at that moment in time, it was like, holy shit, that would have been a big dose for anybody else. You know what I mean? At that, at that point. So I can't name kids because everyone would be like, oh my God. But that was, you know, years ago. And now I know the kid. The kid's 20 years old and she's fine. So, and I also know somebody who yeah. ate a quarter gram of acid back in the 60s and she's all right. So I'm like, psychedelics I have no issues with them in that sense it's just uh literally as a kid i don't know if there's he's still i don't know if he can still grasp it at this point in time so he understands well, mushrooms 100 though he understands edibles he understands he eats them every day he has his own mushrooms he understands the medicine side he knows daddy's medicine <laughs> with both mushrooms and uh with with cannabis so yeah. Yeah. So Maria Sabina also uh, used to take also, yeah. Yes. Also, peyote is given to children in some communities. I oh, believe for sure. it's, it's no up to. I mean, it's up to the culture of the person and the decision of of the parent in this case. I do believe that that perhaps when I was a child, those would have been very helpful for me. I had a very hard childhood, and perhaps that would have helped me. I don't know. Uh, I wasn't around right. the, the environment, but I do believe that if, in the, if, it, if it is in the tradition and it is doing with respect and in order to help a child um, mm -hmm. and treat it with intention, with the right intention, I think they are a powerful tool for children as well, way beyond um, the pills and all the medication that children are being exposed today to treat their issues, which yeah. are a lot sure. in this country. Oh, and in Colorado, um, like teen suicide is actually higher here in Colorado than a lot of other places in the world. Um, and so I even had, you know, someone that I know's daughter, you know, like, when these kids are like having suicidal thoughts and like what they're taking on, you know, it's like, this is actually um, definitely a natural alternative to that. And if you could, and, and what's, you know, 
someone who's learning in this in this journey and being part of the campaign only since last October um, is that I learned that, you know, I think it was like that documentary film, a new understanding that people that have been seeing therapists for like 30 years say that like one experience with psilocybin can do like 30 years of like therapy. So then I think of these kids and like our mental crisis and, and this is definitely an option. Um, I don't know how we weave that in to like do research or like offer it now in, in ways, well, at least with the therapy and, and what we've done, which is freeing it so that we can talk about it more. So then it opens more sure. doors, but yeah, like um, definitely this is an option. And, um, and, and, and the, you know, yeah. And, and, now, and that is very interesting. Yeah. What's that? I was going to say that there is that interest in some parents that came out because of this movement. I have personally conversation with some parents that they need help for their teenagers and they didn't yeah. know what to do and they were looking for psilocybin as an option. So the yeah, more sure. we talk about it, the more we educate people, yeah. the better options are for everyone. Absolutely. And then, and, and then at this point in time, I mean, I guess like the whole idea of microdosing has always been, you know, uh, at first it yeah. was like a trendy, a trendy thing for guys in Silicon Valley to uh, improve their performance, which is sort of like a classic uh, almost like a, a telltale sign that it's definitely not a bad idea. Let's, let's try that. You know what I mean? So people uh, tried it and many people like this funny, my wife, Cece, she's uh, like every day on point and that's how you have to be about it. It's like, it's one of those, it's accumulative and it's small and it's not like she's taking anything more than a 10th of one tenth of a gram. And uh, so with me though, it's like, because I'm so sporadic and I'm traveling and all this stuff, I'm like, Eh, you know, I never really did a straight personal dose of it. I'm always like, before <laughs> that's my microdose. But yeah. uh, I think for children, for children, it's a much more obvious thing. Where yeah. a we're not trying to get them high, we're trying to get the the the, the effects of of just that little edge, and also that uh, neural building, which is. Mm-hmm. And the concept of microdosing is that you don't supposed to feel it. If you feel it, you actually talk too much. Right. Yeah. And also, it's also interesting because as a kid, I mean, of course, you know, we're not we're not saying kids should take mushrooms, but we are saying we understand that mushrooms create new neurons and create new pathways, right? So, literally, a kid is probably That's the right. ultimate, you know, receiver of these microdoses because. He just gets a little, just that little boost, which he, which he might not be getting from other other sources, or she. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, and even um, you know, I take lift a lot, and so my lift driver, um, he just, you know, we start talking about this movement. He says, "What's going on?" I said, "We have a huge election, you know, tomorrow, and this is," and he said, and he was a young guy. Um, probably in his 20s, and he's like, "I'm willing to try anything at this point." Like people are just so like you know have hit that wall and they just want like a glimpse of hope and they you know so he was so and I was just in the ride home I was able to tell him more about our initiative and he's like well I don't know and I forget what his concerns were but by the end of it we exchanged information I said you know please keep in touch like these are you know visit our website for the research studies visit um, veterans for natural rights for people who are definitely open and talking about you know definite PTSD and trauma and I said, man, I'm here for you. And like, here we go. We, we now have this like 
community and it's it's so beautiful like 89,000 people voted yes yeah yeah <laughs> it's amazing it's amazing and it's like this whole like now we get to say like more votes than Hancock you know and you know back to your point on like what's next know. you know we have a mayor runoff for the first time since like what 1995 in the 95 time? yep yeah and so, like, politically, we've had Jamie Gillis come out, and she said, you know, she's running against Mayor Hancock. And, you know, as Adam, you know, Mayor Hancock isn't a fan of cannabis. Like, um, no. and, like, even this whole thing at city council with a 500-foot square foot rule that would make us on par with where alcohol is to have places to legally consume. Hancock, I asked him to his face, and he said no, he didn't support it. So it's like... All right, Denver, you know, we are at a politically charged time. We've brought out so many votes. People are engaged on the future. We've done something that's like challenged really the status quo, everything that people thought was never going to happen. We did it, guys. It's so amazing. And now yeah. it's, like, it's like, okay, now, come on now. You have a voice. Obviously, we were able to create this change. So now what do we do with the people with city council, with the people of just the mayor? So, like, we're definitely reaching out to, like, the future of Denver and these city council members that are going to, you know, shape us in the way we're going to be the next three years. And um, and it, it's a really good time to just, like, keep on that and, like, kind of, you know, see who's yeah. supportive and who isn't and kind of say that, like, what do you want, people that voted yes? You know? <laughs> so, well, I was also saying before, it's, like, it's all about timing, right? And, you know. Yeah. Jared Paulus is such a, is such an integral part of this whole thing, obviously, because we know that at least he he'll always look at the look at it objectively and he'll do it right. You know what I mean? And he's cannabis friendly, and we, we just like we we know that at least on we're, we're good on that side, you know. And now it's uh it's, it's about time for Colorado to get kind of you know uh, back on it back on top again because in a way we were we were out the gate really good. And we kind of dropped the baton, it seems like, as far as the community and the vibe and all that, because we were all been held back. But at the same yeah. time as this mushroom bill was passed, the same time uh, the the uh, the ability for people now to finally have clubs and places to smoke is happening. So it's all kind of like the timing is just incredible. It's, so it's incredible. It's it's an interesting new land, landscape for Denver, and it's also like. Uh, because that's the whole thing about mushrooms is you need a safe place to uh, consume. You know, you can't just like and wander the streets and which is the way people expect it, but it's not the way people have people just end up in their house and whatever. But at the same time, once people are, are open to knowing that there's other people, that's the weirdest part about mushrooms is when you figure out that you're not the only one you you know you're connected to everybody, but you can't tell anybody that you're connected. Like, <laughs> nobody should. Nobody knows. And the minute you meet your friend, and you're like, "I'm on mushrooms too," you're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's those moments, uh, especially at, obviously concerts and places where you know everybody's tripping. But I think, um, what do you guys think about like uh, ceremonies and 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 guided guided mushroom tours, things like that? Have super super that? important. Super important. Um, you know, one thing that we're missing is ritual in our lives. You know, and yeah. you know, re religion is typically the 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 avenue that ritual takes place in. But it's such a human right, you know, uh, to be able to build your your energy and your intention and then focus it 
you know, and then especially when you can uh, program your experience, you know, you can, you know, uh, address certain issues in a mushroom trip and the mushrooms are pretty good about responding to your requests, especially if you make them. You know, some people, I think, go into it and they don't know that they can program or have a ritual behind this thing. And I think sometimes they're just subject to some forces that they wouldn't have to incur if they had just (laughs) done that. So I made that as the perfect intro for uh, a guy that I want to bring into the conversation. And um, he was actually here last week. He went to Spangle and he's uh, a shaman I've known for a long time. Coming in right now. His name is Eddie Fox. Knock, knock. knock. You are my here. friend. Um, are you there? I can, I can hear you. Um, so I was giving a little intro. I was basically, I, I said your name. I said you're kind of cool and spiritual and whatever. But no, we're just about, we're talking right now about uh, guide. Well, I was asking about guided tours, and I know you do. I know you're all about that. So yeah, thought it'd be perfect timing. Bring it in, Eddie. I'm sorry. What was that? You kind of broke up. I was, I'm kind of moving around. <laughs> good spot. So I heard. I heard All part right. of it okay. that you guys are getting into spirituality and uh, yes. things are going guided and guided, towards, and towards... guided tours, things like that. Guided uh, mushroom sort of, uh, you know, experiences, things like that. I know you're. You're you're more you're a cactus guy in in the bigger field, let's say. Yeah, I've been I've been into a, a lot of those things, as you know. You know, you know each other for a while, and I've definitely been playing in the the that world for quite a bit. But uh, yeah, I've done some some heavy guided uh, mushroom trips, and you know, ayahuasca, yopo, five uh, MeO DMT, DMT. We've we've used all these tools for you know. Um, a lot of spiritual healing and rebuilding, uh, washing away layers, tons of layers, get to go away of, you know, socialism. I believe that's what's caused a lot of the issues why people get caught up in, in depression and, and get lost with spirituality and all that stuff. And so those layers over life just build up. And, you know, a guided ceremony really has, has helped with understanding the deep washing, you know, the really deep washing. You know, you, that's not really – I doubt anybody's going to be doing some really heavy, heavy – I mean, I'm sure they're going to do it, but – so the guided trips, the really heavy ones, um, they really wash off a lot of layers. It's not recreational. You know, you're going to purge. You know, you're going to be screaming, could be crying, could be laughing. You know, and sometimes when people around you aren't in that space, um, you might call the cops. They might think that something is going on, especially if you're screaming, if you're going through some type of exorcism or, you know, heavy turmoil or traumatic parts of life, you know, PTSD. I call it post-traumatic life disorder, but you know, PTSD, people go through these things, and once they, you know, confront that issue that's inside of them, you know, sometimes it's a, it's a raging scream out of them, and with a ceremony guided with a shaman or, you know, a, a doctor or, or a guider, they, they kind of already been in that space. They understand where you're going and where you're going to come out of, you know, and that's the kind of support that's needed when it comes to real deep spiritual healing. Just taking five grams of total darkness and what you go through that is going to be an amazing experience, of course, but that, you know, having the proper guidance from somebody that's helped a lot of people go through these things, you know, beat addiction, uh, abusive relationships. Um, you know, I mean, there's so many things that go into, to, you know, how people get caught into these emotional distresses in life that a guided ceremony is really something that helps you 
get through it. Usually there's other people there too, so you're kind of going in and out of space. And, you know, it's really hard to kind of put that in a context with what's just happened with decriminalized Denver, but that's the steps of this. Once somebody gets into a level of, you know, microdosing and feeling the heavy healing they get, they want to jump on a plane to Ecuador or Costa Rica or Peru and try to take ayahuasca and they want to do the heavier things and it's because there's a guided shaman there. So I do think that a lot of these things are going to come into space as, I mean, they've already health Canada just cleared them bringing more ayahuasca. The shamans can bring more ayahuasca to health Canada. They're clearing them to bring it in now. So I think a lot of what's happening with these mass shootings and things like that, they're going to start opening the doors to where I hope that we get these type of ceremonial spaces to where you can go in there and take high doses of psilocybin. I mean, um, uh, what's his name? Terrence McKenna, uh, Dennis McKenna is doing uh, psilocybin research with synthetic psilocybin in, I believe, in Maine or something like that. He's been doing it for years. So there's is a lot psilocin? of work that is, is that psilocin? Is that psilocin or whatever it's called? Or what is that? I think they're, I think they're using psilocybin. I think they're using psilocybin, okay. and I know it's a synthetic form of psilocybin. And I know that yeah. they've been trying to do the research with figuring out how it helps with depression and, and you know. Uh, spiritual guidance, and most of the people, even if they've had not a good experience, they come out of it still feeling like it didn't hurt them, it wasn't traumatic, and it wasn't going to be a you know, scar on their life. It was just a, well, it was a bad experience, and I don't want to do that again, you know, or I want to you know, protect myself and go into that space. So it's not like you know, a, a, having a bad alcohol trip where you end up in jail and fucking crash cars, and you know, like you, start, you don't go into that context. Like somebody. That. Yeah. So I'm hoping that eventually that this whole thing that's happening is that that's what's going to happen is that the religion's part of stuff. You know, I was raised Catholic and Christian, and a lot of guilt is put on that. And once you take these substances, you go into this space, it kind of opens your eyes to a whole different world that we're not created from sin. You know, we're, we are created, and that's what we're supposed to do is to create. So the more that we're able to create and be artists that we are, the, the better that we are as a community of human beings. And unfortunately, there's very little creation today because, you know, there's the Internet. Everybody wants to be first. There's too much competition. There's really no, like, you know, world drive right now of saying, hey, you know what? We need to consciously come together and make sure that the people of the earth are going to be people of the earth. And that takes a lot of things because you have spirituality, you have religion, you have politics, and you have race. You have all these cultures, all these things that just segregate everybody from coming together and saying, you know what? My family needs to eat. And so does yours. So I believe that with the collective consciousness of the medicine that we're going to be taking, I believe that there's going to be a shake in this foundation. And there's not going to be a whole world conscious community, but there's going to be a conscious community that is stepping up, just like what Denver just did. You know, I helped with the, uh, the California initiative that we were trying to do here last year. And me and Alan Rockefeller, who's a, a world-renowned mycologist and DNA sequencer for mushrooms all around the world, we did shows here in Los Angeles and in Oakland, you know, bringing people to come, free events for people to come learn about mushrooms and teach them all about the history of it. And there's a lot of people that are interested in it. A lot of them are mycophobes, too. They're afraid of mushrooms and they're psychoms, you know, psychophobes. They're actually afraid of psychedelics. They're afraid of the whole history of it. And that comes from religion, propaganda, uh, you know, politics. That's where all that comes from. But, I mean, there's also been bad trips in reality in people's lives because people don't know how to maintain People get bad drugs, and, you know, good drugs in a bad mind is a bad scenario. You know, bad drugs in a good mind is a bad scenario, you know. So it's, it's knowing who's producing this stuff, and if it's a good intention, and a good intention, you have to step forth into it with good intention. I'm going to take this. 
I hope I can, you know, shake some foundations off of me and start new, you know, touch the future and and move into it instead of, you know, partying with your friends and going drinking and playing quarters with mushrooms. I don't see that happening. <laughs> Personally, I mean, there's a lot of good fun in it, but I, I do see that hopefully these, these healing centers will be brought upon and respected shamans. There's, there's thousands of them all around the world, you know, would be access to come into America and do these ceremonies with, you know, they just need to be guided. The, the, the worst thing that can happen on a bad mushroom trip if you're in a controlled environment is, you know, purging, you know, vomiting, diarrhea. So if we can have a space that's set up for this and you can, you know, you can vomit in a safe space and, and not worry about asphyxiating yourself and dying because you're throwing up, you know, that's something that's important. You need to have a doctor there or, or a nurse or somebody that understands that this isn't a violent, you don't need to give them, you know, 10 cc's of morphine. You don't need to give them some Dilaudid. They're just, they're going to go through this and in six hours they're going to come back and they're going to feel some kind of way and be there for them for the questions, not for the questions of their trip, but the questions that they've been able to answer themselves and come out of this, this space and, and, you know, have some well, conversations like, about it. Well, it's like a lot of times with, uh, you know, because because a lot of people never knew the dose to do, right? And some, you know, you're always kind of adjusting here and there. When you nailed it was when you nailed it was when you thought you almost didn't you almost over like I I thought it was over bro thought it was done you know what I mean and you come back from that and you're like oh my god and you learn the most from those you know what I mean because those are the ones that like stick with you or there's a reason why you got so fucking warped at that particular moment it's not that you should do that every time but that's also like you know it's it's almost like anything like doing different bong hits just like yeah you do a bunch and then one good one gets you you know what i mean you're like oh shit that was it that was the one you know what I mean? with, with psychedelics i feel like it's a lot like that too you know because they're so hard to get the dosage right and uh totally you know totally mushroom, somebody, somebody mushrooms, can go well mushrooms are just like so different as far as the part of the mushroom the type of mushroom the way people prepare it you know what's your yep. favorite what's your favorite give us your uh lowdown since you're an obvious I, I, partaker I like to, uh, you know, microdose now. I mean, I've I've had the effort of taking ayahuasca and yopo, which I believe is some of the strongest medicine, plant medicine out there. And, and I've been blessed with going into that, that space and, and, you know, I'm doing that. But since high school, I've been, you know, when I was in high school, I was taking heroic doses, three to five grams, and believing that was the method and going through it. And, not, I, and it definitely wasn't every month. It was like a once-a-year thing. And then I started realizing that... Uh, once I moved to Washington State, you know, I remember I moved to Washington State, growing weed, doing all that stuff for legalization. I started, like, uh, mushroom hunting locally around there. And so that was finding, like, cyanescence and azorescence. And these are natural mushrooms that are really hard to cultivate, but they grow naturally in the, in the woods. And so these are way more potent than, you know, cultivated cadenzies. And so I was taking those. And so when I was taking three, three to five grams of cadenzies, you eat one gram of azorescence. And, man, you're on a, a six-gram cadenzies trip. It's really strong. So... I had to really learn myself of where am I trying to go? What am I trying to accomplish here? And so after taking, you know, the shamans giving me the heavy stuff and taking ayahuasca and yopo and going through these spaces and the final you know, DMT with the toad shaman, I was able to get into a context of like, I don't need this. I need these heavy trips anymore. I'm 40 years old now. Uh, but what I need to do is have a different vision of my day. You know, my day routine, I'm, I'm a Mr. Mom. I take care of my kids and, you know, I have my, my new sons and I'm constantly there. So, I can't drop. I can't to you know drop out and tune in. That's no. I can't do that anymore. I have to I have to stay focused while I'm tuned in. 
You know what I mean? I can't drop out anymore. So that's a real focus of me being a productive person for society, a productive father, uh, you know, a productive, uh, you know, just a human being in general, because being heavily dosed, you're kind of laying down on the ground. You're not really doing too much. You're kind of just uh, <laughs> astral gliding, you know, so it's, you're really not paying the bills. You're not really throwing out the trash. You're not really cooking dinner. And those kind of things are really intended to be needed. But when you cook the same meals every day, you do those same routines, you kind of get yourself into a space for like, I just want to do something different. So the microdose, quarter, a quarter of a gram, you know, a quarter of a gram of, of Cubenzies, you know, you put that in a size zero capsule, you grind it up, put it in a capsule, and I take it, and it's literally, you feel very, pretty much nothing, especially the stuff taken over the years. It's not like a heavy trip where you're holding onto the table and, you know, the walls are melting, and you don't go through any of that space at all. <laughs> you know, you it just lightens, it heightens your chest, kind of gives this, this anticipation feeling in your chest, like you're feeling good, you know, you just scratched a lottery ticket and won 20 bucks. It gives you just that little extra, yeah, you yeah. know, and so you get to go through your day with that, yeah, you know, oh, I got to make dinner. Yeah, I'm going to make this tonight. You know, oh, I got to get the kids from school. I'm going to go the other way this time. Yeah. You know, it just changes the direction. And in that, I'm a happy person every moment. You know, I don't do this every day anymore. I haven't done it in, in a while, but... You know, I, I mean, recently we just did a heavy ceremony with a shaman and, you know, we just did the Yopo and the, and the Ayahuasca and that was an extremely heavy space. And in that space, I got tons of, tons of healing, tons of healing, but it's, they're, they're all different, but all, it's like going to different doctors. You know, you can go to one therapist that's, you know, a, a psychotherapist and you can go to another therapist that's more of a social therapist and you get two different type of therapies. So that's the way I kind of look at psychedelics and cannabis is one of them. Cause if you ever take a gram of RSO, I don't care how much weed you smoke. If you never took an RSO and you take one gram of it, you're going to hallucinate. And that's a heavy entheogen also. And so all these tools we reverberate and we, you know, we, we vibrate really well in these, in these spaces, but yeah, learning your dose, it really goes to personal perspective, you know, personalities and how could you handle things? Do you have good self-control? Are you mind, you have good mind control or your emotions in check? And if you're not, then all those things need to be in a context. Like, I don't want a microdose today if I'm going to go do something that I, I can't really handle. Or maybe I should microdose because I'm going to go into a space I really can't handle. You know, so it's, it's more about the lines of getting more accustomed to it. Just like anybody else that started drinking beer. You know, like we learned with, with the legal weed thing. Everybody goes in there and they want the highest THC amount, you know, and they're not even getting high. But they learn after a while it's not about that. We know what's the terpene profile. What's, how is this grown? Who is the grower? Like, there's all these... Anomalies that grow up when we're younger, you know, we get our hands on Budweiser or Coors Light and we get drunk off of that. And, you know, and then we get a bottle of Mad Dog 2020 and man, that's a whole other experience. And, you know, you start drinking Thunderbird and whiskey and you're not even 22 yet and you've already been to these spaces and then you get to 30 and you're like, I don't want to be drunk like that no more. Uh, I want to try, you know, a little bit, you get a little bit more uh, delicatessence with your, with your alcohol or with your stuff. And then when you start getting around 40, you're like, you know, I want something that tastes good. I know how to get me fucked up, but I need something that tastes good. And so that's what ends up happening with the psychedelics. When you're young, you just, you're fresh, new in them. But it doesn't matter if you're 50 and you're, and you're just getting into them or you're 20 and you're getting into them. You're still a new person and they just indulge. They jump deep into it. They go into some heavy spaces. Some of them come out of it. Some of them never touch it again. And then that just needs proper guidance of just start small. There's no reason to start. There's no reason to, you know, jump off the Empire State Building. You know, you can, you, you can take a small dose of this and, you so know. Start talking about jumping off buildings now, dude. Yeah, exactly. That's that's <laughs> what we're gonna do. The snap. Somebody's gonna pull that little sample and be like, "They said jumping off buildings." No, but yeah, it, it's a. Uh, 
I think it's right now we're in a weird zone. Like, uh, so, so, uh, Eddie was just in Amsterdam checking out the show at Red Rocks. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry, Denver. I always, I always, somehow I still always do that. Uh, <laughs> he, he was uh, in Denver checking out Red Rocks, uh, for Spongle show and then, uh, posted pictures with, 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 with poster and was, you know, definitely aware of what you guys are doing. So that's why I thought it'd be great to get you guys on board with each other. So, uh, so everybody's basically three other people Thank online you. too. So, uh, and these are the original. Just so we don't lose lose touch with everybody. Uh, Andrea, yeah, we got. Yes. Uh, may Kevin. I bring something up that it actually was actually brought up in the conversation before? Is the fact that digitalization also will allow us to provide with a better source of integration. We talk a lot about intention and how to go in with the right mindset into these spaces of self-knowledge and self-discovery, but we tend to forget the after and uh, what people, the knowledge that people acquire from these um, experiences. And many people acquire a lot of knowledge and a lot of wisdom and understand a lot about themselves, but sometimes they, then they don't know what to do with it. And the importance of integration, I believe, is fundamental so people actually know what to do and how to integrate their experience into their daily basis and into their daily growth. And this uh, campaign actually have allowed psychotherapists and, yeah. and people, professionals in the area that work with people that actually are jumping into our, our community and want to help with their, with their expertise. And I think that's huge uh, for the mental health mm -hmm. issues that this country is, is actually passing. Yeah. So I, really I wanted to just bring up um, integration and the importance of it and the importance also or, or of also um, talking with the right people. You know, like I, I know it's, it's good to have a body who can sit with you, but if you are talking with somebody who has the knowledge and the experience and know how to, to work with people and integrate in their life, I think that's way more powerful and it provides a huge opportunity for experienced uh, professionals in the area that actually were, were putting themselves aside of it because of the criminalization of the, of the mushrooms. And now they're more open to actually help people with their... Um, with their expertise. That's definitely needed. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, and I'm, you know, just, just learning from a therapist being involved in the campaign, I, I would consider myself probably, you know, like I've macro dosed, but now the whole now with intention microdose is new to me just being part of this campaign since last October. And it was when I went to a, a a professional, a psychedelic professional meetup here hosted by the NOAC Society. And it really blew my mind. I felt like I was a young person in the room. Everyone kind of, it's, it's it weighed a little older. And I learned so much just like through the education there. And even the um, the woman leading it, Shannon Hughes, the um, executive director for the NOAC Society is like a professor in public health. And um, you know, and right. she's about, you know, mushrooms and, so, and it's psychedelics and changing the conversation. And I was just, I was just so blown away. And it was, um, yeah, so it was just so powerful that like MDs, therapists, it was like for the first time I ever heard of now therapists or like people, psychotherapists that help with integration and 
all these things we're talking about, it was really mind blowing um, to uh, speak with the therapist. He said, you know, that, yeah, that like people who have maybe had a bad experience, like and were formerly like shamed by talking about it with their regular therapist, like to come back and heal some things that never had been healed before because of this. Um, it's just, it's really amazing that how, how all the doors are opening um, on this topic. And now we can have therapists, people on maps, I think, .com or .org, where you can see therapists um, that are kind of vetted through them somewhere, one, uh, one way or another. But it's, it's amazing. I'm, you know, I'm a, so amazed and honored to have been part of this campaign. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's good. And my thing about that is that I feel like they have these, these, psycho th these psychedelic therapists and these professionals that are coming on board and I understand that, and I really get that. And I'm not knocking anybody's uh, accreditation or education or anything, but, you know, a lot of the experience that we've been doing since the 60s has not been in a, in a clinical trial study. We've never been in, a, in a, a sterilized building taking these substances and with any guidance with anybody that really understands. You know, uh, me working with researchers in cannabis, um, I was a bridge between the scientists in the early 2000s and the seed breeders that were in Amsterdam, like Adam, and the scientists at UCL, UCLA and USC, they couldn't, they couldn't conversate with us about what they were trying to get out of the plant. They just tried to make, they're just botanists and scientists, and they're trying to experiment. And then with us, with the seeds that they created, when we put them on the actual market, patients that needed this medicine had zero value. And so that's where it comes into the same context of this just happened. Denver just, you know, shook the foundation. These therapists are there. I mean, uh, MAPS has been there forever, and Rick Dobley has been doing great work for a long time. But I, I don't know many doctors that were willing to stand out like the MAPS doctors were. And there's a handful of those doctors that have been doing great work over the years. And it really makes it hard that now these new people are going to stand up and say that they're psychedelic professionals. And half of them, half of them have never been to a Schwangel show. Some of them have never been to a Roger Waters show. And, what? and they, want to, they want to tell me what this experience of why, this, why these musicians have been putting these experiences on for us in this experience. You know what I mean? So I have, I, I'm not knocking anybody. I'm just on the fence of all these professionals that do come out, like all of the, you know, the heavy celebrities that are now taking the cannabis market, and they don't know what's good and what's not. And, and they just know what's on the – they need to put something on the table and make money off of it. And it puts me in a perspective of now everybody's going to be a professional, but some of these people have never microdosed themselves. None of them have never done a heroic dose. None of them have never been in the context of being in a ceremony with a shaman and actually surrendering their souls and losing ego and completely – dissolving yourself, becoming pure light. And that's an amazing experience that you can't have a context with, uh, you know, a, a guy that's been uh, doing data sheets and, 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 you know, doing diagrams for his pharmaceutical company he hopefully can get hired with or start his new company with being the leader of psychedelic education. Because there's uh, Timothy Larry's gone already, but we have Ram Das. Ram Das took huge doses of psilocybin and huge doses of methylene in the 60s, and he's still very much alive. And that's a professional. I mean, I know he's not doing too well in his health, but those are the kinds of people that, you know, you don't want to pull the hippies out of the hills. Most of the hippies don't want to come out of the hills. But those are the guys that really understand you're in a deep, hard space, you know, and, and these things can come out. And, and then communicating with somebody that really understands where you've been in your life, it's really hard when you're going to sit there and you're going to be a therapist giving, uh, you know, psilocybin to a PTSD patient coming back from war, and they've never been in war. And now they have to give support to this person that's coming out with a situation or scenario. This, 
this professional has never been in. And that's what really helps with psychedelics, the community, just like medical marijuana was. There's a community at the beginning I, I before think, legalization. I'm sorry, but, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I think you misunderstood what I yeah. said. That's not what my intent what was what I said at all. I said that this uh-huh. movement brought up psychotherapists that actually are working with people and that are working underground with people. And they are, I, I cannot speak totally. for them. I don't know if they have had experience themselves, but I right. know they are there with their heart and understanding yeah. psychotherapy in a whole different level, in a whole different totally. level, more spiritual, more deeper. I'm not saying that any right. scientific can do that. I'm not saying that everybody should do it. All I'm saying is that this movement, Decriminalized Denver here in yes. Denver, has allowed the opportunity for for experienced and knowledgeable people to actually come out of the closet as well and be open totally. to help others that need the help. I I then, have respect for shamans. I have respect for 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 people who has uh, like Ron Das or Rick Dublin who has who are veteran in 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 the psychedelic um, community and research and 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 movement, um, that's no, uh, perhaps it was misunderstood what I wanted to say. Um, all I'm saying is that the no. movement is providing a space for people who actually want to help others, and they're, they they couldn't help others because they didn't have the tools, and now totally. they have more tools for totally. actually help humanity. Yeah. I'm, completely, I'm completely supporting what you're having to say. I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, say we need those other opinions also. So yes. those people that have those people that have never done it, their opinions mean a lot also. So I'm not. I'm, that's what I was trying to say at the beginning. I'm not trying to knock it. It's my personal opinion. I would like to talk to somebody that's been in that space, and if not, I would like to talk to somebody that hasn't been in that space but has, you know, done a lot of therapy with people in those spaces. They have they have another education also. So all those experiences are very valuable. So I'm not saying there's everybody's allowed. I think everybody should be at the table. I'm just saying that a lot of the people that I want to hear, you know, the heavy parts of. I would like those people to, you know, collaborate with the new minds and figure out what's the bridge yeah. of the old gap and the new gap. I think that's where we're headed, and it's a yes. beautiful, beautiful thing. Absolutely. Yes, and perhaps this can, perhaps this can motivate people that work in the mental health area to actually try them themselves. I don't know. Uh, during Amen. the campaign, I was in contact with Mental Colorado, Mental Health Colorado, and people mm. couldn't uh, speak for the institution, but they, as uh, professional were very interested in, on to know the research behind and to really get to know the information. I believe that this movement provides this opportunity to people actually get to the research and get to the information that before Definitely. it was a taboo. Yes. That before exactly. they couldn't even talk about it because they can lose their license or because they can get in trouble. Right. You know, now now they have the freedom to talk about it. Like Amen. the beauty of the of, thank you of the movement. Yes. So good, and that's and that's really what it is. Because the conversation is where it happens, you know. And that's yeah. It's when you have a conversation with somebody you respect or you love, you know, the conversation can go can go places. If you're just constantly trying to you know rebuttal or be you know the stronger you know opinion, is just never going to win because everybody's strength is what wins. Like what Denver learned, you know, it took the strength of the community to bring that to, to fruition, and that's it's really hard yeah. today because. Of, a lot of people are, you know, very ego-driven, and the psychedelics world doesn't really have that. I haven't really noticed that. There's not a lot of people that want to take the throne for psychedelics. I see people that just want to be okay in their spaces. And yeah. some, people are, some people are in mushrooms. Some people are in ayahuasca. Some people are in, you know, there's a lot of different doors you can open in the world of psychedelics. So if mushrooms are going to be the first 
thing to kick the door open, per se. I'm very glad yeah. to kick the door open with them, stand there with them, and talk about all the other substances that are so much great, just like those. And to be honest, we do believe here that this is, is way bigger than us. It's way bigger than the people behind the movement. Mm-hmm. I, I personally believe that the people was handpicked by higher entities, oh um, actually, because the 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 group that this this movement gathered it, throughout the whole year and a half actually it was it's really um mind changing to see how how the how how to discover the alignment that it was within the people that the movement um attract so i do mm-hmm. personally believe that this is way beyond us it's way yep. beyond our egos or our human capability i i believe that we were in the right time at the right moment, and Absolutely. we amen. True that. In the, into the alignment, yeah. I, I think we are in the right side of history. Absolutely. Have, yes. It's, it's well, you know. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go it ahead. was. Um, I just want to say that it, just really quickly to Andrea's part, like the stories of how we all kind of connected and how this like ran like wildfire um, within all of us and our energies combined and what we're able to do is like so remarkable. Um, you know, really quickly, I was like one of the last people, like the language had been denied twice. I was like the last person to come on board because I got a phone call and they needed one more person. Um, but I took it and I ran with it, you know, um, as far as just promoting and like trying to put on, you know, some sort of educational thing, Andrea and I, we put on that psilocybin 101. Um, you know, at the Mercury Cafe, and um, that was really powerful. There was people there that that even opened up my eyes. Like, the more and more I kept going with this campaign, I was, like, learning more about my spiritual journey with psychedelics and and psilocybin and healing all these things that just surfaced, you know, that I had never addressed just, like, within, you know, since last October. So um, it was was really amazing, and I feel we were all called to be part of this journey, and we're still growing and we have people like, you know, you guys and Adam and like, you know, that are all like now like stepping up and being like, yeah, go get it. Let's go, you know, let's educate, let's inspire, empower people and, and, and really set the intention here moving forward. It's amazing. It really is. It really is. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Adam? Yeah, well, so what are you breeding new mushroom strains, Adam? What's going on here? <laughs> no, I think uh, I was saying earlier that I think it's it's great how it like uh, sparks uh, all the other other sides of things. Where now you're like, oh, okay, this chaga is pretty interesting, and this lion's mane is interesting, and this you know tur- uh, turkey tail or this fourteen mix or whatever. So I'm order, you know, I'm, I'm like trying all these other mushrooms, realizing yep. that it's a full it's a full you know spectrum of things that you got to kind of try every you know work with everything and see just like so it's, it's amazing because it co- combines growing cannabis all the time you know how certain things certain people always go back to the same thing right well i always go back to growing cannabis and when i look at mushrooms and i look at the ecosystem between or the the connection between like the uh you know mycelium the mycelium and the plant and the communicators and then like i look at my gut and my gut flora and kind of the combination of those things and go like shit we're all just the fuck that's again where you're like that we're all one we're all the same we just are different you know aspects of the same thing so and with mushrooms it was always funny even as a kid when i took them i thought everything looked like mushrooms like i would see mushrooms like holy shit 
mushroom, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> everything started to, and it would start to form in front of my eyes, you know? So, uh, no, I'm all about it. And that's what's so funny is because I actually went backwards. I started with psychedelic mushrooms. And in 10th grade in high school, I had to do a report, and I did it about shamans and psychedelic mushrooms. And then, uh, you know, I got my hand, I got, I got a hold of some. I had a pretty heavy, profound experience, and we did it again. And I wasn't even eight, 18 yet, and I was already experiencing with them. And then not until I moved to Washington did it start making sense because I met a guy that asked me to go mushroom hunting. And I said, yeah, man, of course. So I went mushroom hunting, and he was, we we're looking for chanterelles. And that blew my whole mind away because I was like, well, I thought we were going to become looking for like a Benzins or something. He's like, man, you, don't, you know about mushrooms, but you don't know nothing about mushrooms. And so he hmm. took me back and just opened the door up and showed me uh, culinary mushrooms, medicinal mushrooms. And then it, it blew my mind. I was in the breadbasket of you know, the Pacific Northwest in Western Washington, and every kind of mushroom was growing. And it really blew my mind away that I could see them in their natural habitat instead of how I've spent my whole life growing in monotub tubes or in cakes underneath the beds. And, you know, it, was, it changed the whole perspective of the forest breaking down and the help that the mushrooms were doing. And it made a lot of sense to me of what these were. And so the, it, it, I was completely backwards. I was all about benzes and psychedelics mushrooms and then, when I learned about the health benefits, as long, I mean, as long as you know me, Adam, I've been helping cancer and AIDS patients for years. And, oh, and so that, that turned into a whole thing that like, oh, wow, you know, my talking mushrooms helps, the, you know, your blood, your blood levels for diabetic patients. Like, wow. And then turkey tails helps with cancers. And, you know, I've written articles for these in magazines since 2014 about medicinal mushrooms and psychedelic mushrooms. So I'll explain to them. And that was one of the big things that I found out was like, wow, finding these, these mushrooms was really and their natural habitat was what really blew me away of how the world really worked and how organized they were and how much they communicate with each other. And it made a lot of sense to me on what that space was. And then it blew my whole world into a whole other thing, like, wow, I can take these for my health. You know, chaga mushroom restores DNA. And that's an amazing thing because if you have, you have a tumor or your cancer, you have uh, autoimmune disease, you know, your, your DNA constantly replicates itself and it, copy, it makes a copy of the ailment. And if you can reconstruct your DNA and rebuild that copy, Chaga Mushroom does that. And so all these things started giving me into perspective of like, wow, it's also good for the skin. People that have uh, eczema and vitiligo or, or psoriasis, Chaga Mushroom studies have found to help with the skin disorders. And so these things are really blowing my mind away of like, well, these are just regular mushrooms that have no, no psychedelic value and they, they're healing us on a whole different platform. And this right. is on a whole other level of us using microzyral fungi growing ganja and cannabis and, you know, and then using turkey tail mushrooms, uh, their fruiting bags is adding uh, ox- or, uh, CO2 to the grow rooms. We're making grow bags out of turkey tail mushrooms, and you put those in your grow room, and the CO2 that they put off, your room would have CO2. You didn't have to go buy a CO2 tank. So we're doing this in Washington for years. So right. it's, it, it really blew my mind away of how much mushrooms are really involved in our life. And then I started realizing the ones that they sell at the store, you know, weren't the best. And then shiitakes and morels are really amazing. And started just really getting into the edible mushrooms. And, you know, I'm a vegan, so I kind of eat nothing but mushrooms. I eat a lot of mushrooms. So it really got me into a space of like... Yeah, so it's like I, my whole family eat tons of mushrooms and just culinary mushrooms. And then in that space, the psychedelics were like, thank you for looking into us. We just weren't... We, you know, there's only like 100 to two, There's like 160 to 220 yeah. uh, psychedelic mushrooms out of like 6 million families in the fungus world. So it's a very, very, very small world that psychedelic mushrooms are in. And there's this huge world of mushrooms. 
Yeah. They were scared you're gonna eat they were scared you were gonna eat too much of their families. So that was the thing. They were like, please don't eat all my yeah. families. Eat exactly. some mushrooms too. Thank you very much. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Exactly. Eddie Funkston has been just chowing down. All no, over the uh, place, Doug. <laughs> Pac-Man. Like, like Pac-Man. <laughs> so that's what I think it really is. So, it's really going to open the consciousness for all things, not just the psychedelic mushrooms. You know what I mean? I agree. Yes. It's going to happen. Yep. It's going to open up. I mean, it, again, like you guys said, it's just sort of like it's a tipping point which is awesome to see. And, I, and I, it was funny because when uh, we talked about doing the show like a couple of days ago, I was going to bed and I was talking to my wife uh, and I just thought, it's, well, I didn't even talk to her yet. We both thought of the same thing at the same time. I was like, have you guys on the show? You know, I called her up and she's like, I was just thinking that, you know, it was one of those deals. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, I took mushrooms like an hour, you know, it's a couple hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I didn't actually myself, but we did definitely have the right connection because that's part of what it is. It's like the the timing when you do mushrooms is very intense because you are so hypersensitive to it that you're like, holy shit, look what happened. You know, you see things in like strange time frames where like if you see a car accident, you know, like without doing mushrooms, let's say you get that second of like hallucination where you're like oh shit that's about to you'll see it and that's almost like you're you're yourself giving yourself a little a little boost you know oops so um i guess uh with you guys what's what's the um what's the national sort of uh Look like as far as you guys have already like an eyes towards doing leading that or doing anything with that because I'm sure it's going to blow up. Back up, back up. Ask that one more time. As far as national, uh, right now Denver's Denver, right? We're not in, uh, we're not in the whole state, let's say, but I'm sure that's going to happen soon, just in its own natural way. But what about national uh, sort of spearheading? Are you guys thinking on that level or? So we have we have 26 states where you can start an initiative like we did. So that that there's going to be ample opportunity for those things to pop up and to take root. And the other 24 states, we are going to have to find legislatures to sponsor sponsor these things so that the you know they can vote on it internally. Right. But unfortunately, it's not going to be the same economic driver that cannabis was, which I think was one of the biggest reasons why they finally let it let it be legal is the money. So the return on investment here is like societal, you know, like we're doing better as a society. And uh, less shootings. Yeah, oh, sorry, suicide rates are down, and all these. There'll be definitely serious numbers to uh, to reflect uh, changes, I'm sure. But obviously, yeah, like I said, the ROI is not really there. Is when people compare it to uh, cannabis, you know. But I feel like, like yeah, like and said, it's just, it's not going to have a huge financial drive, so it's going to be something that's going to be pretty much on a back burner, unless they can find a financial way to support the community because community's mental health is not the number one priority to any one of our politicians whatsoever. And so I, I he, he had, that made a huge, that made a huge statement to me, what he just said. That's very right. Hmm. Yeah. But you know, fortunately it's not the thing, it's the way the thing makes you feel. So if you can start to get people to 
want to be happy and that is the success of mm-hmm. life you know they will turn to these these communities and these communities that are uh you know stewarding these experiences and these substances that bring people together so totally. you know fortunately totally. the way that the way the system is it's not sustainable you know and that really sucks for the people that are super beholden and very rigid to it but the people that are like really opening their hearts and looking for looking back to the earth for the answers are going to be rewarded i believe you know Amen. especially you know all, all these benefits from the uh, the mushrooms with like increasing you know your immune support and just like getting all your your dna health like wow that's wow. i feel like that that is going to fortify us and get us ready for whatever's coming you know and i see a pandemic as the most likely you know leveler of the playing field but those who have found Rishi and Chaga might be able to uh, epigenetically stand up to this stuff, you know? Yeah. So exactly. that's my kind of projection well, for I the mean, scenario. We have Paul Stamets' research, and Paul Stamets has been doing some amazing research for just, you know, regular mushrooms, not, not psilocybin mushrooms or psilocybin, psilocybin mushrooms. He's, yeah. Like he found, we found with a Garricon, the more that he diluted a Garricon mushroom, the, the stronger he was able to use his antiviral and he actually found something that was a battle against Ebola, and that was the Garricon mushroom, you know? So it's, the, it, the more research that can happen where people lose their mushroom phobia, the, my, the mycophobia, and they yeah. can actually get into the research, they're going to find a lot more things that's just hidden inside those little things. That they, My whole story about it was they only pop up for a day or two, you know, weather kills them fast, you know, and, and they're gone. Bugs eat them, birds eat them, you know, animals eat them in the forest. They, they, and animals and the insects have been here for a lot longer than us, I believe, kind of kind of about the same track. But, you know, they, they eat these things. They live off these things. They go mushroom hunting, and, you know, from the Pacific Northwest, they see salamanders eating them and snails eating them. And, you know, we have pictures of foxy eating, eating uh, amanita mushrooms online. And, you know, this stuff is really happening. They're beneficial to all things living. And eventually, once this starts rolling down, you know, Denver started it. We're going to keep it going. The, the ball's going to keep rolling. People are excited. Uh, they want something yeah. new and fresh. Pharmaceuticals are getting old. These shootings and all this crazy mass hysteria with mental, you know, dishealth is really building up in personal, people's personal families. Because one thing I've learned in all these years is that you know, people that are mentally ill are completely fine. It's everybody around them that has a problem. And so that's where uh. we have to really work. <laughs> we have to work on that, you know? Well, you know, the yeah, well, you know, like the, is the benzos that people are on, and right now that's like become like it's almost like there's like a a, a, a fog being kind of like lifted, and people are like, oh, by the way, those things we've been having for ten years, they're totally addictive, and you're fucked. You know, I, mean, I have a few friends <laughs> yeah. that are like that, and and they literally yep. are just figuring it out. You know, what I mean, they're like, yeah, I used to take them for sleep, and I decided not to, and all of a sudden my whole life is shit. And I want to kill myself, you know what I mean? And I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. Yeah. And it's like literally just, um, he said no doctors would touch him because he's 60 years old and he's been on benzos for 10 years and it's from an accident that he had. You know, classic thing where they were just like, oh, and then I, I needed him to sleep and then I needed him for this. And, you know, but it's, it is like the whole America is, or uh, uh, not the whole America, obviously, but a good chunk of America has a, a, a total problem that they don't even have a clue that it's happening. You know, it's just uh, it's just manifesting yep. itself after X amount of years. Well, 
Yeah, well, that, I mean, that speaks to awareness and evolution of consciousness. You know what I mean? Like that's, I think Amen. that's that's the main that's the maze that we're put in. You know, to, to so that the most resilient epigenetics get to go forward. You know, and you know, like we're we're sentimentally tied to this like life cycle as a as being unique and and like absolute, but it's so much bigger than that. You know, so I think that that this I think about this a lot. The word remember, you have to have been dismembered to remember, right? Mm. So now all of a sudden these things are coming back to us and allowing us to experience humanness for what it is, not what mm -hmm. tradition hands us, you know, and tells us it is. Which, which unfortunately here in America, we have very little tradition. We have very little culture and we try to build it in within, within our own families today because we don't have, you know, like you go to Amsterdam, there's buildings that have been built there since the 1700s, still standing, and the family's still tending to it. And you just don't, you just don't have that kind of culture and history in our in our community, you know. And so that's. I am I am originally from Chile, actually, and it was a surprise nice. to come to the U.S. and find out how disconnected people are from food and from uh, yeah. eating properly. And I think totally. Congress, as Paul um, was saying before, it. it you follow in that category in the food, and people are really disconnected. They truly believe that eating from a box is food. And yeah. where I come from, I grew up cooking from scratch, and that you actually cook your food, you know, because food yeah. is alive. And we supposed yep. to eat the live food because we are alive. So I think that it's necessary what is happening with the mushroom and with cannabis and with hemp to come back to our roots, to what we really are. And it is that we are part of nature, and nature is no part of us. We belong to nature, and we should treat it with respect and actually nurture, get nu the nutrition from it, instead of yep. thinking that we know better than nature. We're, we're supposed to be stewards of the land. I believe that's what we're supposed to be, intending to the land and taking care of it. One of the big things that bothered me was that church that burned down in Paris, and they're saying that the trees, that they can't replicate it because the forest that they took the trees from was such an ancient forest and the trees are so old that they can never replace the, the wood in that building. And that just really hurts my heart because that forest was magnificent, I'm sure. And they're just depleting all the forests around the world for buildings that have very little, you know, health benefits for its community. You know, that church, I'm sure they did a lot of great things over its cycle of being, you know, built in that space and being a good tourist attraction and place for, you know, people to do things. But at the end of the day, is all those trees that were cut to build that that cathedral and now they're talking about having to use new materials and and they're trying to find new forests to take these wood from it's like man it's it's not the value of that is you know there's no value to the land that we have and how much we're depleting it really fast if it was so we American, actually it would be ikea it would be our suite and of course it'd be ikea it would be sponsored by here you go yeah but we we tore down the real the real cathedral to make this suit, this temporary cathedral, you know, in the end. And uh, I performed ministry services for two of my friends in the Muir Woods a few weeks ago. And mm -hmm. it really just let me really recognize that as the, the real church, you know. Amen. Sure. I've, I've, been, I've been backpacking a lot lately over the last <laughs> few years. I've been, uh, you know, 30, 40 mile hikes, living, in the, living off the land, carrying what I can on my back. And it really put a perspective on me, a middle, the minimalization of, of, you know, my life. I've, uh, Adam, me and Adam have, you know, partied in Amsterdam, have partied in Denver, partied in Cali and Washington. We've partied all over part, big, nice parts of the world. And, you know, what I used to believe what was the goal of, of the effort of material things and, 
and having nice stuff really makes no sense when you carry it all on your back and and you don't you can only carry what you can you don't take what you don't need and you know you you you're really making sure every foot is one in front of the other you got to watch out for cliffs and for animals and and that stuff put a different perspective of what am I really doing out in the city? What am I doing for people that are living in the city? Because this city is really, there's, my, my parents are real upset with me as much as I'm in the woods now. And I tell them, I'd rather get eaten by a bear than get robbed at a 7-Eleven and get shot. So, you know, there's a different value to, to what I have. And what I'm witnessing out in, on the trails and stuff like that is a lot of personal, you know, healing and, healing and, and self-sacrifice of, you know, I, oh, I want to take... You know, I don't have no cell phone service, and I want to take my iPad, and I want to watch a YouTube video, but I can't because there's no service, and I need to carry water with me because that's more important. I need to have some food with me, and so it puts a different perspective of what's really valuable to me as a human being in life, and if I don't want all kinds of things that don't do any value to me, then I can be a more productive person for the people in my personal community. I don't need to – I'm not depressed because I don't have things. I'm very content because of what I have is what all I need, and that's done a huge perspective of me backpacking. Plus, you know – Microdosing is a really easy thing to do on the trails, and it's a really fun thing when you really in tune yourself with nature and you kind of get yourself in that space of, uh, you know, feeling the wind blow, hearing the birds, seeing the bugs, watching the flowers blooming, and you start, you know, recognizing and respecting the organized chaos of what nature is and how much we try to just clean it up and make it look better. And it's so much better when it does its own thing. And so it's just letting everybody flourish on their own and not not drive anybody to my vision. It's just knowing that I have a vision and you have a vision and together, you know, can we communicate about where should we be and not, not, I shouldn't be following you. You shouldn't be following me, but you have a great vision and you're very powerful and you're going to keep going forward. I'm not going to follow you. I'm going to be along the side of you. And together we're going to just build this huge world as we move forward instead of this one line trail that everybody's got to follow because nobody's right. When I go on these trails, they break off into five different areas and there's five different views that you get to enjoy. So I think if you're able to pick and choose, that's where we're going to really have a better, uh, more healthier diversity of understanding because there's going to be multiple minds, like we talked about earlier, that people that are just coming into it and haven't been in the 60s or haven't done heavy psychedelics. All these things are really needed. The, the new fresh blood, the, the old tired blood, all this stuff is very, it's, it's all really, really needed for what's happening out there. And the less that we feel like we need to gain together, I think the more we're going to get working together. Agreed. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, biodiversity is strength, yeah. I mean, na- nature's taught us that, you know. Everybody's working together as one yes. mind sort of thing. That's, you know, that's the, the, hive, the hive mentality, which we are uh, as a group sometimes. And when you get that hive uh, sort of mentality that in a positive way is great because people can solve problems real fast and, you know, make things work and go move ahead at amazing speeds because, you know, like we were saying earlier, like, Microdosing has been popular in Silicon Valley, places where people are making obviously intense decisions daily and changing, you know, and, and figuring shit out. And you know, DNA was figured out on acid. And we, we know psychedelics definitely inspire people in the right fucking, you know, in, in definitely in, in amazing ways where you're like you bridge gaps that you would never have bridged before because your brain is now communicating at a higher level and a different different speed you know what i mean at that moment in time which which is the best yeah you, mean, thing, yeah. you haven't even got me talking about lsd yet man jeez <laughs> oh shit oh sorry man now we're moving to the subject line that's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole other conversation you want to talk about that <laughs> well 
But I was just going to say, I, I added psychedelics in general, just because I knew that episode bad. I was like, uh-oh, rabbit hole of you. Um, <laughs> but I think, uh, you know, people open up to uh, to a lot more realizing uh, with, with psychedelics a lot of times uh, more than they know. And it's not when it happens, it's later on. It's kind of like, it's almost like a reverse of uh, um, shock. You know what I mean? Where you get like the positive sh- reverse shock. You know what I mean? Where all of a sudden like you do it and you're like, that was kind of weird. That was kind of intense. I'm not sure I like that. Then about two or three days later, you're actually really happy and shit's actually figured out ding, 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 ding in the right way. Yeah. It's just weird like that because people are, are not expecting that. They're expecting, you know, to feel shitty the next day and all of a sudden they're like, actually, I feel pretty fucking good. You know what I mean? Like, you feel better than you ever did. Then all of a sudden you're yeah. like, huh, that was actually pretty impressive. And it, in the long run, you know, we want to learn, I think, from psychedelics uh, because you're, you're, you're in the weird zone where you're open at that moment much more than you ever would be during the day, hopefully, you know, if it's working correctly. Uh, and you're in the zone where you can actually like take, take that data and uh, hopefully, I mean, like I was saying, I think that's the most exciting moment when you're on psychedelics is when you're like, holy shit, that's why that fucking happens. You figure it out. Like, <laughs> yep. And if you can yep. like, remember the next day, that's that's a totally other thing. So that's another thing. But usually yeah. at that moment, you're like, fuck, yeah, figured it out. Happened to be laying on my back upside down, looking at the <laughs> counter and figured out and that's how dust collects under the counter. It goes up from the thing and over the <laughs> And then later you're like, wasn't that it wasn't that important was it no it wasn't really but it wasn't that moment at that moment it was fucking important you know and so i think that's what yes. psychedelics a lot of times you get those little tickles and those in those little responses where you're like you're a fucking genius at that moment obviously you know because you are working <laughs> on all on all speeds you know i think what it is yeah. too is that you listen to you listen to your internal voice and it makes sense to you when you're on psychedelics or mushrooms and that internal voice says a lot of things that make a lot of sense to you because first of all you know yourself you know how to communicate with yourself. So finally, you are in a space to listen to yourself, talk to yourself, not you know, be called schizophrenic or anything crazy, but you get to have this conversation with yourself internally because our whole life, we're always seeking the knowledge of the smarts. You know, we go see professors, we go see therapists, we see doctors. We, you know, we, we always seek the advice of the higher knowledge. And when we do these things, it puts our, it tunes us to our higher knowledge, our internal, our internal self. And in that, we're just driven into what we hear, what we feel, we feel ourselves and I think and that is where the great comfort comes from psychedelics is that our whole life we just seek external guidance and when we take these things we find out that we've had some of these answers and some of these questions are what we're going to get answered soon and in that I think a lot of people stand on a very strong foundation and it can't be shaken because you can't tell me what I tell me inside of myself what I think is good for me is wrong and that's what I think psychedelics really stands a hard foundation of yes I agree yeah, intrinsic motivation, like internal motivation and internal like uh, happiness, like generating it from inside is sustainable. You know, everything else Amen. you need to constantly spend time foraging for those little bits to like feed your confidence and your happiness and your sense of community. But uh, Amen. Yeah, the psychedelics, like it's like the ego dissolution, right? So even as a shade of gray of dissolution, it's still giving you giving spirit access to come to the surface and give you a taste of what it could be like, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that in that, knowing that taste of it, you have a better sense of how to get to it or how close you are to it. 
the possibilities, and you also see these possibilities. Like, holy shit! I never even imagined that was possible, and you just created it in your mind at that moment. Maybe exactly. you definitely did it. You're like, that's real. I did it. No, but in general, it's uh, I think a lot of the, the creativity also from psychedelics is obvious. Like, I mean, we're gonna go through such a weird renaissance in the next few years because, as you know, with fashion and cycles and everything. Honestly, people are going to jump all over the 60s and you know it's going to be a we're going to be back on that again i can already see it i can already see it happening just because of the the, the uh obvious cannabis friendliness of the whole country and now starting here in colorado this uh mushroom expansion which is going to be have you seen that other thing about mushrooms is that go ahead have you seen that have you seen that meme that meme yet of thanos with his glove and it has it says Denver right now, and it's got the ganja leaf, and it's got yeah. the mushrooms on it. That shit is so Yes. Good. That was, that was yes, so I, I, I just reposted that today. <laughs> That's so good. It's like when people <laughs> post about their Super Bowl rings and how many they have of them, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm from California, and I don't care about Hollywood, so I don't need to worry about anything. I don't want no rings. I don't want a damn thing. I want nature and psychedelics. Right, well, that's like object <laughs> fetishism, right? Yeah, yeah amen. <laughs> so, right on, you guys. I got to take uh, off, and it was really a pleasure. I love you guys, man. Thank you, Adam. And thank you, Joe Decriminalized Denver. That was can, amazing. What you guys did. What's up? Thank you. Thank you. I was just going to ask if we can connect after this. Please. Yes. I would love to. Of course. I would love I'm All right, cool. Adam, get, get my information oh, sorry, from Adam, please. Eddie. More than welcome to have it. Uh, I plan to come into Denver a couple more times in the summer to go backpacking and swimming in some rivers and yeah. swimming in some lakes. So, I mean, I would like I to go out there and see what's going on. I just yeah. got back from the Spongo show. I had a great time. So, yeah, yes. definitely. Please like do. I, yeah, the more people we have weighing in on the conversation, the faster we can evolve it. Yes. Probably. And, I, yeah, and I've been Kelly's helping. Gonna be next. Been, Kelly's going to be next, obviously. Uh, we we tried that. We were doing it last year, and me and Alan Rockefeller were, were leading it with uh, with Kitty Merchant and uh, Kevin Saunders, and we we're oh, trying yeah. to push it here. Well, I was I was the one doing the the mushroom uh, meet and greets, and now I just call them my visionary meet and greets. And I I brought Alan Rockefeller again, and I had a guy come and talk about LSD and technology, and and I have uh, Doug from Hitman Glass, the Ashaholic, coming this month, and I have Nick T coming next month. So I have these like visionary meet and greets nice. where people can come together, and it's free. It's at a really nice coffee shop. And we do it in a nice, really cultural kind of area in Riverside down here in Southern California. So I've been trying to keep the con- the conversation going and bringing in like-minded people and getting the students to come in. So I'm very much interested with building a community of, of you know, psychonauts and, and, and kind of collective consciousness builders. I'm very much into it. Yes. Cool. Well, really quick, really, really quick. There are two guys that are spearheading a decriminalized California effort. I met them. They are brilliant. They are sane. And I will connect you. Thank you. Thank yep, you. I'd love sure. to help. All right, you guys, bless it up and have a good time. And thank you, Adam. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks. Thanks. Have a good night. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. All right. Eddie Funkster is out. Uh, yeah, we got about 10 minutes left. So we'll just uh, shoot the shit for another 10 if you guys want, or uh, give me whatever. Give me, give me any other, other uh, sort of things that are you think are going to be 
happening soon besides maybe even what you're doing or just whatever what, what's the next this summer is going to be pretty interesting in Colorado in Colorado it's going to be one of those like uh kind of like how it was when cannabis became legal all of a sudden all these people just had to come to see but there's nothing really to see except for <laughs> the fact that we're we're, we're we're you know on the road to changing a lot of people's minds hopefully you know in mm-hmm. sort of the first step so wh- yeah, one of the things that I would really like to do is have a physical location. So if people do come to town, they can come somewhere and get the get the facts, you know. And I think that'd be uh, be an invaluable resource into this integration part because then people can go back out into the world with this like this really good info to start talking about, you know. And you know, a lot of it's misinformation and. Uh, you know, yeah. fortunately, this the pharmaceutical side of the conversation is pushing this line further because they have a vested interest for the profit model. But that helps us ultimately because it just puts psilocybin in the conversation more. Right. Um, yes, and then um, I'd like to add that I, Monday at the Honeypot Lounge, and that's like one of the uh, only there's two licenses for social consumption, um, cannabis social consumption at the Honeypot Lounge, and we're going to plan to have a meeting, right, Travis and um, Andrea? Yeah, I'm, I'm speaking. I'll be yeah, speaking, so and I'm, yeah, I'm going to. That's the next meetup um, this Monday. At what time? Uh, it's 7.30 to 9 o'clock it's been, yeah, but uh, the Honeypot yeah. might let us stay longer. That's only because that coffee shop that we usually have it at it closes at 9.30. Okay. Okay. So 7.30 at the Honeypot Lounge on South Broadway yes. um, Monday. And that yes. you can come meet us. Um, and uh, what else? And then, you know, official talent results are going to be on the 16th. And I'm speaking to, you know, some of the members of the committee. We're going to have a big celebration. So more to be announced. Um, Decriminalize Denver on Facebook is a great place to kind of people you know what's happening on on the team and what the next steps might be um and yeah that's about it for next and again we're so honored and grateful thanks for having us and um we're so stoked i mean like if if you're part of the eighty nine thousand people please come i'll reach out and um we want to meet you Big party, a lot of, a lot of parking for eighty-nine thousand people. Jesus, can you imagine? Can you imagine everybody in one place at one time. It's a, it's a big, it's a big crowd. It's, uh, <laughs> it's also, it's also, uh, you know, interesting because, like with with cannabis, there was a lot of people out there that you didn't understand or know that they were smoking or eating it or whatever they were doing, and after legalization. It's not that it increased dramatically. It's just a lot of people, you know, obviously were, were you know, either able to get better access and uh, improve the quality, hopefully, of what they were getting. But in, the, in general, with mushrooms, uh, I think it's also like access has always been a little bit weird because people, you know, it's batch to batch, person to person, how it's been stored, how it's been transferred. You know, there's a lot of things about uh, that go with the go with the territory. Uh, what do you think about access in, in the future, and how long until we get to that point where we can actually get sort of? So the way I see it is, 
Well, the way I, the way, what I plan on doing is teach as many people how to grow as possible as quickly as possible, you know? So that really is a radical thing, you know? And with, I, with the truffles specifically, I can have somebody come to a, a clean room, inject their jar, and then four months later, they just dig out the truffles. So as somebody that's willing to give me five bucks for materials four months later can have access. So it's just building in all this person to person network, you know, and empowering people. And then hopefully the decrim ideation spreads so that we don't actually have to have permits and, and all these things that are constricting it. Sure. That's awesome. And with, um, with your that plan, that is the model that actually cannabis have in Chile. Like people, it's only medicinal and people cultivate their own medicine. And those who don't want to do it on their own, they can go to a community or meet up between 10 people and grow it in one place and then get their medicine. And that can be applied on psilocybin. Yes. Yeah, so I think yeah, it just yeah, comes down to empower, empowering the individual. What? That's just, you know, within a group, it's always coming down to whoever does it the best, I guess, right? So we'll, we'll let them take care of the mushrooms. I think we'll, we'll be better off than having lackluster mushrooms growing, right? Yeah, and fortunately, it has very low energy demands. So it's not like cannabis that you need to, like, recreate the sun. You know, and, you know, you can grow three years mi worth of microdoses on a six inch by six inch, you know, surface. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. That's amazing. You're my grower, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, definitely interested in the uh, how-to classes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. Sure, so... So now, so so that's one thing I was also going to ask about. So May sixteenth is officially the day, or they haven't really announced it. That's unofficial. Because I heard it was like kind of. Yes. Yeah. Um, final be, unofficial result, but yep. This the sixteenth is what it says at Denver uh, City Elections website. Um, so. Yeah, like everyone, bless it up. Hey. It's, you know, it looks like a two thousand nineteen seventy nine. Actual. Um, so uh, That could become a new, another 420 type holiday for mushrooms, I guess. That, so I'm already, I'm, I was already planning on May, May 7th, I think is the consensus date that we figured out because that's the day everybody voted. Um, but yeah, I would love to start planning a parade and all kinds of commemorative things. Yeah. See that happening very, very fast. Yeah, of course. We could partner with uh, a nonprofit and pull a special permit, you know, and do something outside. Just getting together, you know. There's, I'm sure, it's celebrations, but that's an idea. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, yeah. Luckily, it was uh, wasn't in November election, so it's perfect, perfect uh, timing. You know, nice. Nice, uh, <laughs> normally nice springy holiday. Not so much right now, maybe, but uh, it's a pretty good, pretty good time of the year. And uh, nice to be able to 
see things develop, just like with, with uh, you know, everywhere had medical for a while, but Colorado was the first to say, we're going to go recreational, and we got to see it up front and center, and it's going to be interesting to watch the as the psychedelics and mushrooms become more recognized. It's going to be, no matter how you look at it, it's starting here, which was the whole premise of the show, uh, that we would heal heal out of people that don't even know they want to, going to get healed just from the fact that it's going to become a literally a, a psychedelic explosion as far as in the next few years because people are going to start to realize like holy shit there's all these alternatives and and all these other things that a lot of people are sort of possessed by without realizing they are are nowhere near as uh active and nowhere near as productive as, as mushrooms so all hail the mushrooms, everybody. <laughs> so, uh, Agreed. Wrap it up now in about, a, in about a minute with you guys, and then I have to just do my sponsors. Uh, all the websites and all the Instagrams, just roll them out, and then I'll uh, do my sponsor thing after for my other guys. You guys can jump on. Cool. Thank you for having us, Adam. Thank you. Thank you, yeah, thank, thank you, thank you. you. And then shout out to Cece for, you know, reaching out yes. as well and being, a, you know, someone who's inspired me and empowered me to keep going and just would check in from time to time. Like, you know, you all family. So thank you so much yeah. for, you know, the support and everything. Yes. Come to Decriminalize Denver Movement. Yes. Get involved. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. So sign off then. Is that the, so you cool. can do the rest? Okay. And who's, yeah. uh, who's going to announce the website? Who's doing it? Trav, you're going to do the website announcement? Uh, yeah. So, we, you know, if you want more information or if you want to submit your email so that we can send you newsletters and stay informed and get involved when and where we have opportunities, it's decriminalizedenver.org. And, uh, yeah, everything's right then and there. Our language is there. Our vision is there. And, and uh, yeah. We look forward to uh, interacting with everyone. Yes. Thank you, Travis. Thanks, Travis. Thank, yep. you. Thank you, Andrea. Thanks, Mel. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Talk to you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you, guys. Bye. We'll see you. Bye. Bye. The ultimate grandma phone call with everybody. Bye. 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 And. We nailed it, ish. Timing-wise, on point, bam. It's all about timing. That's what I was saying at the beginning of the show. It's like it's crazy how, uh, like, it just seems like the last year and a half or so, uh, CC and I have been really into mushrooms, and we went and saw Paul Stamet, and we're really like seeing the connection more and more, mm -hmm. and realizing the whole medical side, and being like, oh shit, this shit's really like, like brain food that is important right now you know what i mean like yeah. just like you go and you buy all these fucking supplements and all this other stuff and the reason that we uh you know it's not because of psychedelics necessarily but it's a combination because also cc got into microdosing and it kind of like overlapped and it's interesting just to be at that front of this movement without even realizing that we were at the front of the movement well we, we did but and this, just by being part of the group that's so, uh, you know, just so groundbreaking, but yet 
it's a hundred percent good good medicine and real you know so it's like mm-hmm. it's good it's, it's like with cannabis stuff where if when it goes recreational it gets kind of stupid especially like with the dosages and stuff like you're like it doesn't even work because it's not the right like oh yeah 50 milligrams great you know what i mean like like crap like that where you dumb it down you know mm-hmm. and then with psychedelics because it's like an all or nothing kind of thing it's like for me at least this whole micro the idea that now we're microdosing can be so helpful for people that you know like uh aren't looking for that aren't looking for the effect that buses like vets are all like ah (laughs) right it's gotta make it's gotta make you almost lose lose it a little bit like what's funny is there's that photo that's out on the online with the top 100 people you should meet or whatever and i'm in the, the photo in spain mm-hmm. and it's when we microdosed we microdosed a tiny bit yeah <laughs> and i did a little, little more than i thought and i was like oh shit this shit really got this, this actually works no, this is almost not microdose this is close to microdose but right because you can see in that photo that i look really high yeah for <laughs> and sure i was like yeah i'm on mushrooms i'm on mushrooms in that photo oh yeah totally yeah but in general, uh, I think that microdosing really uh, changes the game in a sense of like, oh, there is so much more benefits to uh, using more therapeutically in that sense than there are. Uh, and the thing is, I, I was always like bummed out that you couldn't really do mushrooms every day. Like, not that I wanted to do it every day, but like, right? You kind of. I know what you mean, it though. Was sort of like a built-in, it had a built-in thing when I was like. I'll wait until I can do them, and then I, because usually when I get when we do stuff like that, I kind of want to get into a role. I want to do it like three days in a row, right. <laughs> like, and then it just doesn't work. Like, exactly. You kind of got to just uh, save it. Yeah. Yeah. The most important lesson I've learned over the past probably year or two is is microdosing. Honestly, I, I was eating way too many at a time. You know what I mean? Taking heroic doses every time. You know what I mean? It's like you don't need to do that. You know, like. It's been the most beneficial thing with once that. every six one once every six months I wrote doses or at least yearly like, like it's almost like it's like we uh right oh this is not the year you have to fucking get your get your exam I'm like oh shit uh, <laughs> shit's about to get real <laughs> so that's funny. So I'm uh, I'm a little bit uh, a little bit like oh no uh, no but in general uh, good timing like I said the whole thing is that it's going to happen regardless and the fact that it's happening right there right there in Denver makes me happy yeah. to you know to watch it grow and see it flourish properly like the way it will. Um, Next week we're gonna do cannabis again. Don't worry, everybody. <laughs> this isn't gonna be a mushroom podcast from now on. Sweet. No. Um. And, and like I said, I didn't take mushrooms this time because it's not gonna. Things would have been bad, but now they're cool because I didn't. Mushrooms. Yeah, so. you're breaking up pretty good over here on this end. So. Uh, oh shit. So, so you you, know, you want to go ahead and get through shouts. I want to try. If I sound real shitty, we should. Um... You're coming through now. You're just cutting. You're cutting out 
for a second. Yeah, yeah you're good okay. now. You want, you want to go right. ahead and go to shouts? We have to do a shout-out. All right, yeah, here we, we go. Have to, we have to do a shout-out, and we, then we have to talk to our buddy at the end. Hopefully, it's right out of the gate, though. Uh, we will start with our buddies over at New Millennium. Uh, and New Millennium Nutrients, I was thinking about having them come on the show next week. I haven't given them a call yet. There's a possibility we might have them roll in the studio. I should be home next week, so nice. Uh, it would be an in-studio situation. It's cool. Be nice. Uh, but New Millennium Nutrients are the premier nutrient company out of Colorado, based out of uh, here, here uh, Denver, and also just like like a lot of things, it's taken a few years. Uh, I've been using it for about three years myself. Uh, and then my mom loves it, so that's all I need to know. But in general, it's easy to use. Makes some incredible uh, plant structure. Keeps turf profile the way you like it, and uh, just like built-in simplicity of being seasonal. So you got your spring, your sun, you know, your summer, your fall, your winter. So you can just time it like you wouldn't need anything. And uh, yeah, it's like I, I like it. I liked it a lot. And uh, long before they became sponsors, and then they've been sponsors for a while. And we like to get them on every so often. They haven't really got any new products yet. They have the Carbo thing that is, is official now, but for the longest time, you know, that was going to be the big, the big drop. But yeah. I think they just kind of slipped <laughs> in there somehow. So we'll have them on one time soon, though. You know, Jaron uh, and. Uh, Another guy. What's his name now? Jesus Christ. I'm getting, getting tired over here. Getting yeah. tired. Uh, new, new Millennium Nutrients.com. They got, they got a calculator. They got a store finder, things like that. So you can go to them and check out their website. Uh, you contact them directly and you tell them you want the done deal. I think you might get a little extra love there. We'll, we'll see. Otherwise, I'll have to swing by there and explain done deal yep. once again once again <laughs> but uh also our guys over at incredibles Boom. they have a full line am i cracking it up or are you good no you're good okay good you said oh oh no uh, i said boom up. boom it, oh yeah fucking incredibles you're yeah, showing shit. some delicious concentrates um, on the screen and some gal hitting a vape pen. Oh, yeah. It's probably that orange... Uh, orange soda. Oh. Orange soda. I, I pick know. it up it's anytime an I see soda. it. Of course it. Of course it's the orange soda. And that shit's the one that's the... Uh, that is the one that is uh, guaranteed every time to either be sold out and or about to be sold out because whoever buys them is buying the max they can get. Yep. Just like you know, they're always... Always deliver. And we'll get some for real delivery in a while here. Oh, yeah. That was uh, was some news right there. So things like Incredibles, Edibles, and uh, maybe they'll have some guys will be dropping off bath salts. Who knows? It doesn't have to all be edibles. Could be that. Could be vape pens. But, yes. There'll be delivery coming out of Colorado soon. It's crazy how the landscape just changed overnight, right? It's like, yeah, man. Delivery, clubs. <laughs> it's like, 
that's like three things at once. That's crazy. It means like we're probably going into some sort of uh, like martial law in about a week and a half. Or right. Like or something. So, <laughs> like right at the beginning of the summer where they're like, oh, by the way, mushroom line over here. Step on through here, and <laughs> delivery guy, just keep driving. Just drive down this alley. They keep taking everybody delivery. Guy. Like, oh, something's going to go down. Right. And stoner shut down. <laughs> but no, until that moment, check out Incredibles Edibles. Uh, go to iloveincredibles.com. Check out their store finder. Check out their uh, product list of incredible amount, incredible amount of stuff. They have shitloads, that's hmm. for sure. Um, they've got extractors themselves. They've got extracts. They've got pens. They've got uh, some of the best edibles that I, I've ever had. And uh, they also got other products, CBD based. They have a whole new line of that. They're just, you know, they're definitely a one stop shop. And uh, like again, I said, the most consistent products in Colorado and anywhere that they go. So. Check them out. I love incredibles.com. And of course, build a soil. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, I was I was actually listening to um, another podcast. It's funny. Our buddy Two was on a podcast. Oh really? Sponsored by Jer- by Jeremy with um, uh, Gorilla Healer. You know Gorilla Healer? Um Yeah. Yeah, you do. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So he's got a uh, podcast called it's on uh, it's on uh, iTunes and everywhere it's, you know, everywhere that our web uh, probably everywhere that we are they are and uh, two was on there talking about his electric weed that he brought to Amsterdam at one time which is <laughs> funny nice I think it was like the, the last year that I was like that first year that I was in America last year that I went back. Because I was a year ago, got busted and turned off crazy and stuff. So, mm. of course. And uh, so, so, uh, Jeremy over at Build the Soil, though, he sponsors their show. He's been sponsoring their, show, their stuff for a while because Gorilla Hillary is doing good stuff, uh, CBD products and stuff like that. But in general, yeah, Build the Soil is uh, your, your go to people for IPM products, your go to people for soil, obviously. For amendments, you know, if you're into no-till, if you're into uh, doing things organically, then you just want to give them a shout. You go to uh, 855-877-SOIL, or you go to buildasoil.com. You'll see buildasoil.com. You can check out the products, 855-877-SOIL, 877-SOIL. You will get a human being, hopefully, be called the right hours, and they will be able to talk to you, tell you, Something. <laughs> I don't know. No, they'll tell you. Uh, they'll definitely tell you what you need to know, which is good because they're all growers. They're all uh, people who, who actually uh, know what you're talking about. They're not just trying to sell you a product, which is important. And at build the soil. It's obviously what it says: build the soil. So they you know it's a process, and it's not overnight. It's not like here's a bottle of this, throw that in there, and booyah, you got yourself no till. Mm-hmm. It's like no, you have to. You know, literally build the soil. So, Jeremy, talk to Jeremy or one of his crew members and get the real deal. The doing, get the doing. Um, now, what's going on? 
Mm-hmm. And if you're within Colorado or New Mexico, you get free shipping. So that's a good deal. Yep. So uh, I just got a shipment sent over to mom. So nothing big. Pink product. There you go. Build the soil. Had our file. I sent the wrong address, of course. It's like, if he sent me a message like, is this the right? And it's like, you know, 10, like, Actually, one number off, so obviously it was complete stunner maneuver. But yeah, classic, you know, don't know, don't even know my own mom's address. But Jeremy does. See how organized? I know like, those guys know more. <laughs> That's funny. <about laughs> than me. They're like, they already know that you're going to send it to the wrong address. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, are you sure you want to go to that address? I'm like, oh yeah, no, sorry, but yeah, yeah. That's funny. Um, but yeah. Then a shout that can hook you up, and obviously, uh, done deal on, on the Incredibles. That's why I kind of didn't mention it, but mm-hmm. build the soil for sure. Done deal, done deal. Throw it at them as you're, as you're filling it in, as you're talking to whoever he would be. I need that done deal. I have no idea what will happen, but something will happen. A little discount here, a little discount there. Mm-hmm. It always works. Uh, it always works, I think, at Build a Soul. We'll see. We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, speaking of always works. Uh, Wallace Wow. We're going to Wallace Wow. Wallace Wow.com. It always works. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's Ron. Mr. Ron always works. No, he's retired last year, so officially he doesn't always work, but he's that kind of guy. He can't stop. He's got to. He's literally like he is building his soil, so he's a part of like the. He's incredible. He's incredible, and he's building his soil. And his name is Ron Wallace. Yep. And see, I've just covered everybody right there. Yeah. He's like the new millennium of. He's like the new millennium of pumpkin growers, right? <laughs> he can grow two thousand pound pumpkins. So there you go. Now I've really utilized everybody in there. Uh, so in general. Uh, Ron Wallace at wallacewild.com. You can contact him direct and say, I need some mycorrhizal products. I was watching the Adam Dunn show. He'll be like, holy shit, man. Boom. I think you get 15% guarantee right off the, right off the bat. And if, uh, if he has them, he'll throw some shirts in for you. So red, red collar, white shirt, with red shirt. It's like proper old school, almost like trucker style or something. Yeah. It's, Baseball. I think, uh, I think they might even might even be V necks even. Oh even wow! That bad. But good, bad and good at the same time. No, I got Wallacewild.com, right on the classic. I'll rock it. Rhode Island, Rhode Island shit. Classic Rhode Island shit. Uh, Wallacewild.com, done deal. Get the hook up. Uh, you have time barely, but get on it. When you build that soil up properly, you need to get some good mycorrhizal products. That's his specialty, so give him a shot and say, I'd be wrong. He's actually been very responsive lately. He's like, holy shit. Get a lot of people calling. Cause I'm like, all right, I like that. Awesome. Because he's a soil guy. Soil guys don't get phone calls, so you're like, he's excited about soil. Once in a while. All right. Going to get like multiples, like 10 in a week. Like, holy shit, 10 people called me and were like, dude, how done, done deal. Done deal. All right. Uh, green Farms? Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. See, I'm going to, actually, I think I may have screwed up last week. Did I screw up last week on a couple names and things? Mm. Or no, I wasn't even on last week, but two weeks ago. I, no, did that, I forget Green Club? That's way too Green far Green? back for me to remember. Damn. Okay, well, if I did forget, I'd never forget again. I, I don't think we I forgot. I was along and I said, did I forget? Yeah, well, see, it's almost like when you're when you're reservoir, when you don't remember if you filled or filled it or mm-hmm. left it on or what did, you, what did I do? No, I don't think we and forgot anything. You have to turn anything. around and, and then you actually turn it off. That's the same feeling. All right. So if I didn't, sorry. If I did, cool. But either way, Grimes.co is uh, our buddies over in two locations. One in uh, Colorado Springs, which is their uh, medical marijuana dispensary with some awesome no-till grown cannabis on the shelf all the time and uh i think you could say done deal there you might get some love some confusion you never know depends who's working i can't guarantee it but in general you should get love <laughs> uh but they also have a, a grow shop in lewisville which is uh closer up to boulder so a little bit different locations if you're into no-till growing or you're into you need uh, products like wiggleworm or like wiggleworm, like uh, rasta worm or the the uh, uh, or I think the the uh, was it chick, rasta chicken or something? What was the name? Uh, rasta yeah, rasta chicken. I think right. No. What? No, it's a what? oh rasta rooster. We weren't far off. Uh, I was like, I know it was something like that. <laughs> Rusted chicken. Oh, <laughs> Demoted it. <laughs> Demoted it. Sorry. Sorry. Well, now you know. What's that done deal? I need that rusted chicken. Rusted chicken. We don't have that. We have rusted rooster. Rusted rooster. Oh. Rusted rooster sounds better. All right. Anyway, mm-hmm. I am a rooster, too. 69, dude. This is my Whoa. year. Okay. It is. Sweet. It is. Okay, man. I believe you. Oh, actually, I can talk about it right now. I can talk about it right now because we're talking about greenfarms.co. Pooh. Huh. Partnering up with the Adam Dunn Show. June 14th, 15th, and 16th. It's going to be like a fucking three day mega fest. Oh. Two days camping. So one night, or three nights, two days. Camping on the other two, in those two days, going off, dude. I got, I got like a super band coming, literally. Oh, really? Can't, haven't signed it. Only person I haven't really signed anything with anybody, and so it's like I can't, I can't be unprofessional. Sure. And talk, but we have like local legends mixed with people I can talk about, like Willie Waldman. I can talk about, of course. Cause I oh, of course. Willie. Yeah. So. So Willie's going to be like spearheading part of the band. He's going to be, and uh, we may have like like mega stars, which is awesome. Nice. And then we might have, uh, and then but we have backups for all this. Either it's going to be mega stars or mega talent, or micro star mega talent. We have a few of those. We have a bass player. Well, we have you on the side in case we need a bass player. Like. Quick. Oh, I'll be in. MCI. Put me in, Get coach. On okay, see? Yeah, yeah. See? I, I can even cover some drums, um, too. 
See, brilliant. All right, well, we have three days. We have uh, the 14th, 15th, and 16th. Uh, the guys from greenfarms.co, so JW, who's, who's Green Farms, he's born four days before me, so he's actually older than me. Right? Kind of, oh, wow. Uh, it's all right. He can be older. Yeah. No. That's not, uh, I wasn't saying that in a bad way. It came out in a bad sure. way. <laughs> I know. It doesn't matter. He can be older. It's fine. It's only four days older. Oh, okay. So... Uh, but his birthday sucks this year. It's only on Thursday or some bullshit. Yeah. Everybody's partying. Well, I don't think it's a Thursday. I think it's a Wednesday. His, his day sucks. <laughs> My day, though. No, it's on a <laughs> Saturday this year. So I was like, dude, let's do Rungan Fridays. First I said, let's do Saturday. We'll do it for my birthday. And then I thought about it. He's like got a farm, hemp farm that we're going to be doing this party at, which will be proper so it's gonna be a cool party but it's way the fuck out there so uh if you're gonna do a way the fuck out there party three days one day to just to like get relaxed next day to sort of party hard third mm-hmm. day to fucking recover and then drive <laughs> and then yeah. camping in between it's gonna be it's gonna be great dude. hell yeah so, man big show on the first night i can't tell anybody who's gonna be there the second day willie waldman and some super stars and a bunch of other trying to get some other former guests and i'm also trying to get some other former acts that i used to know there a lot oh you just have video i have video proof he's uh skipped out on us a bit there which one you broke up on us a little bit so we didn't hear the last sentence oh uh, sorry yeah I think I just said I had people coming that I used to have come through and I have videos to prove it, I think. Oh, nice. Cool. Uh, uh, I can't sell nothing, but I can make all these innuendos. So anyway, that's happening. And uh, next week, uh, we have a little cannabis. I can't talk about that either because I haven't got a confirmation, but we should be back on the cannabis trail. And then the week after that, Dr. Broner, uh, David Broner, I should say, not Dr. Broner, but from Dr. Broner's, David Broner, and uh, uh, Adam Einhager from uh, Capital Hem back in the day in, in, in the Capitol will be on the show together. So uh, uh, And uh, so we're going to uh them on the show live and um, we'll see who else we throw back we have we might have actually some of the guests from tonight on there cool. just kind of uh continue a little bit on the psychedelic side because one thing with david bronner and his crew they support maps and a few other big organizations and they also support cannabis legalization which we all enjoy of course mm-hmm. so they're going to be on the show in two weeks and so i should be back Back next week, though, live in the studio, so that'll be also crazy. Uh, who was up with, what was up? We had um, we had uh, we had some really dead, we had some floating messages in the background earlier or something like that. What was going on? I missed, I missed oh, that <laughs> I wasn't watching. Yeah, we had a uh, we had a floating awesome. decriminalized mushrooms poster in the background. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like that. It was wearing that was some good. kind of hat. I, quite, so I saw something happening. I was thinking. Old Travis from Veedverks. I know. It was amazing. It was good stuff. Of course. Trav was loving it. Trav we should, was loving uh, it. Ghost. There was a ghost on the show, basically. So yeah. 
You want to shout out Treasure? Because, boom, we're in Treasure. Oh, yeah, I have the continuation. I, I, are we in Treasure? Mm-hmm. Uh, Greenfarms.co. Uh, I'll just say that one more time. Mm-hmm. Uh, check them out. And uh, we are now in Treasure. I, did we talk about Treasure last week? Also, we forgot. No, we talked yeah, about them. I think we forgot Treasure. Mm. And I think... Wow, I think I blacked out. I think I blacked out during that part of the show. I don't remember any of that. I was like, I'll have to look back. Should we talk about them? Maybe I was just... I maybe. think we got them all maybe. because I pull up links, so like all of them pop up. So if you skip past anything, yeah. then I... All right. Yeah. It's the Alzheimer's. Uh, Alzheimer's. Yeah. No, let's, hope, let's hope that. Yeah, I let's don't hope think that. so. Uh, Treasure, our buddies. If you're in Barcelona... Oh, yeah, I think I do remember talking about them, talking about them. Because, you know, of course, we all had a good time there. So mm-hmm. we know. We know it's a good time. It's no mystery to us. We My favorite there, place in Spain. Walk in the door, you say, you say, done deal. And then they say, oh. Like, oh, this You guy. must be a friend of Adam and Petey. Oh, yeah. Nice. Done deal in Barcelona. This is how good is that? Multiple confirmations for people that it was like, the best thing ever. Yeah, like, totally. The whole trip. Just go, just to go in the door and say, "Hey, you're in." It's like, wow, this is awesome. So do that. Please experience that. If you're going to Spain, if you're going to Barcelona, you look them up on Facebook. It's the T R E S E O R, and you say hello. Yeah, they've been really active on Instagram lately. Uber, they have. Yeah, they've been, they've been posting lots of stories and uh, lots of pictures of the bud and stuff, so. Yeah, no, I saw some recent shots. I'm like, shit, damn. Got some good looking weed there. Yep. Um, but yeah, in general, just a cool atmosphere, good people, selection, obviously, and uh, very central. So if you're in the middle of the city and you want to go check something out, you were like, hey, I need the done deal. I'm going to Treasure, right? Yep. Every time. Um, but, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Yep. Season, season now. Sorry. We're going, we're going for the big guns now. Big guns, big guns. The big guns. The big guns. Teacher now. These guys, we all know uh, that they're the best as far as customer service. We already know that. Guarantee their products. They guarantee their breeders. They work with people uh, on a very, very level. If they see somebody working with somebody else in gear and they don't feel like it was done in a sort of clean way or collaborative way or any other, whatever, they'll they'll just say, nope, can't do it, which is more than honorable in a seed game because, like I kind of said earlier, I think if we were to just create some sort of a system where we actually either paid people or gave people seeds or whatever we did that was sort of like standard which you know somebody I, know, I usually get seed or give seed or whatever mm-hmm. but it's not like there's a sort of you must unless you obviously you can sit around and write contracts but none of us do that either so yeah. whatever it is just gotta make it easy like Uber They're like oh dude I got money in my card bro Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, that, that would be the best. Totally. The, the reader card. 
work on that. See, if I worked on it, then I guess I nobody would trust the person who made the beer card. Be like, that's some built-in fucking backdoor shit going on. Mm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, For sure. I don't know. Seems like a lot of work. But I like it. Give me some money. Give me the monies. So, Seeds are now, though. They have the pretty much premier selection of breeders. Uh, uh, got a little special thing popped up for everybody in the background. Or what? Uh, yeah, see, I'm on the website. Oh, you want the sales? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, whatever. I mean, you can you can do. I I guess. I mean, I figure that's the most up to date. Info from CTNM besides yeah. the fact that they're the best in service and quick and easy and discreet and smart and rugged, they don't fuck around and you get the best, you get what you get, you don't get a choice of the top three or some bullshit like that. Yeah. Which is important. And uh, what's the specials? You Let's see. Month, the specials. Monthly and flash sales, five pack Friday, one day only, uh, 5, 10, 19. We got. Uh, two packs of regular stock THCs and get one five pack of regular stock THCs free. Free pack is distribution's choice. What? <laughs> Holy shit. Just dump my shit out the door. And then uh, May 2019 sales, May 1st through May 31st. Um, we got 10% off purchase when paid with money order, non stackable with other offers. Uh, we got Crockett, Clementine, and Turbo Diesel. Turbo Turbo diesel, geez, seventy-eight eighty-eight each. All other Crockett, excluding Fems, are ninety-eight eighty-eight. Exotic, we got Cheap Trip, Cheap, uh, Cheap Trick, and Burning Man, forty-eight eighty-eight each, and Lucky Dog, twenty-eight percent off. Uh, lots of Dominion uh, are uh, all buy one get one distributions choice from Duke Diamonds Vault. So the G thirteen Skunk, the Stash Plant, the Granny Skunk, Cough Drop, Free Bird, and Munson. And uh, one more here. Buy a pack of Delta Blues by Dominion Seed Company and get a free pack of Shine Apple uh, while supplies last. You can go to the sales link and get the rest of those uh, there at seedsherenow.com. Sweet. And, uh, of course, James being made on the scene is not, he's not calling in today. I don't know. He might be, he might be so on the scene he can't, can't make a call. Right. So so extremely on that scene right now. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> but in general, uh, like I said, also as far as getting like his crew out there to every event and get you obviously seeds here now, right now here, right seeds here, where now, you know. We know that's the spot to go. And what we also know they never gone away over the time, I think, currently. And uh, we need to get on to the other sponsor, Illuminar Lighting. Illuminarlighting.com, right? Yes. Illuminarlighting.com. Illuminarlighting.com. Check these guys out for the best in uh, all all aspects of grow lighting, as far as uh, grow lights, as far as uh, LEDs, uh, ceramic metal halides, uh, double ended, 
600, 630s, all these variants, depending on your size, your size. And uh, obviously, done deal. But we also have a super done deal. If uh, KTI you up, he did not. But I did pick a winner. If you needed one, oh, you got you got it. Okay, got, so you got you got one already. I, I had I had him putting a, putting a couple together. I thought from the he didn't send anything obvious, to me. So. Thousands of people out there. But it was like at least ten thousand people that wrote in. Right? Totally ten thousand. <laughs> it's not even the first part. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you people, this is like the best deal out there. If you want to, I know. I'm actually first surprised. First of all, let's 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 explain the, the most basic premise of this all right. entire thing. Yeah. So basically, every week we're giving away a light from Illuminar. And uh, so basically, you need to write into info at Adam Dunn Show. Uh, yeah, info at Adam Dunn Show dot com. And then uh, you can uh, write in the in the subject line contest entry and then just give us a reason why you need a light. Um, uh, drop us your phone number or uh, uh, Skype username and and we'll call you during the show. And you have to know the word of the week, which was given on last week's show. So. Uh, if you don't see, know, oh, see that. So if you're just well, listening to it now, two weeks ago, you're no. scrambling. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're on a triple scramble right now. Like you don't know the word of the day. Yep. And, well, first of all, we're not going to call you because you didn't write a letter, so that, that probably kind of mitigates the. So if you just haven't been watching because you wrote a letter three weeks ago, thinking you could just get that call. Gonna have to listen to the whole show to hear the word. Yep. I wouldn't even know. Wouldn't know where to start, would you? Nope. Yeah, well, you would, of course. You would know exactly where to start. So I can't even ask you. Uh-huh. You'd be like, yeah, I'd start right about. <laughs> yep. No, I. All right. Uh, all right. So let's see. You're. So I know it was a three fifteen. I'm gonna. I'm trying to see. Uh, Mr. Mario himself, because you know we need his sparky personality to uh, to give it away, but we don't have to. Oh, Kyle just hit me up. He said they have one lined up. He has one too. See, oh, we have. Okay, that's what we need a backup anyway. Because if one doesn't answer, right? Good. Yeah. So, uh, you first. You want mine yeah, first? Tell the story. Yeah. Okay. Us, cool. Let's tell the story. Okay. Cool. Um, okay. So yeah, we're gonna go with my pick, and then backup one will be his. All right. So, hey, what's up, guys? Just wanted to enter next week's giveaway. The reason I need new lights is I'm starting a personal garden backup after I had to cut down my last, losing all my genetics and mini split due to the homeowner. Also, all my lights are dinosaur and outdated. Uh, also, my best bud of eight years, Diesel, my boxer, was diagnosed with cancer, and I'm currently treating him with chemo, which is crazy expensive, and I have no extra income. So. Okay, cool. No names. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Just, no, I know. Let's just call him. We're going to call him. All right. So, hopefully, we're going to get an answer here. So, let's... All right. Here we go. 
to be the uh, Adam Dunn Show Light Em Up segment. See? Uh, light Em Up. Light Em Up. Yeah, like him, whoever, or light, light the person up. <laughs> but change the whole, can't say him anymore. Sorry, bro. Right. Can't say light him up. What if it's a her? Like, ah, light her up then. Light him or her up. Episode. Dialing? I didn't hear any beep, boop, 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 beep, beep. Yep, it didn't answer. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Okay. So now you have to get Kyle's. See, this is like a total dramatic yet not dramatic thing at the same time. It's amazing. And probably we only have two lined up and we're not really ready to choose because we have thousands clogged up in the system. I have a question to you. <laughs> like, what about international shipping for these lights? Is that a thing or? possible i mean it's probably yeah for sure okay i was just wondering it might not be the fastest we're not going to do like super expensive 400 dollars a ship or something like that it'll be a slow slow boat you know right okay i was just curious unless i want to pay extra about you were curious or some person was curious i'm i was curious just because i saw an entry that was international and i was just no, we did can't. We already we already gave to Canada. We already, we have given to okay. We've just, gone outside the country. I'm just double a checking. A Canadian, a Canuck, slipped through the cracks and is already one on the show. That's, uh, that's how we are. <laughs> Anybody went around here. All right. So we Kyle's got something he sent you. Um, he's still no. sending something. Give me two well, seconds. Illuminar. Lighting.com. If you want to check these guys out, <laughs> they are giving the light away. Oh no, he didn't send it yet. What? Okay. So what? Here it comes. Okay. Boom. Where? This person, if they're listening, well, you didn't get it. <laughs> nope. I booming before. I boomed before. Boom. Oh. Hello? Oh, wait a minute. Yo. Oh. Um, this is... who? Who's on the line here? Is this... You're on the Adam Dunn Show. Who's this? No way. You're who's on the this? Adam Dunn Show, and we... Pick... No way. Yeah, no dude. No way. Holy yes, sir. Um, oh, my God, dude. That is so crazy. Oh, cool. I'm, well, I didn't know that oh, we were... Man. I didn't know we were calling you this whole time. IDs. Oh, dude, I was like, who is calling me from a block number? Oh, yeah, we come up uh, blocked because of Skype. That's yeah, right. man. Sorry, yeah, dude, I don't answer those phone calls. Hey, I'm, I'm the same way. I, I understand. Know, you, could, you could lose. Dude, that's so crazy, big, big, big just got back from work doing my 350 lighter, doing my spray. Now I'm getting ready to go see Burner. And I get a call from the Adam Dunn Show. <laughs> nice. And that is wild. So, uh, so we, we, were, we heard your beckoning call. <clears throat> we, uh, we hope you listened to the show last week so you know that the word of the week is. Yes, sir. It's Kelvin. Nice. Ka-ching. We got a winner. I was hoping I was hoping that was it because you guys did the show last week. Yeah. Dude, I'm I just want to let you guys know I'm like such a huge fan and holy shit, dude. Like I listen to you guys every single day. <laughs> That's a lot of listen. That is crazy. Damn. I cannot believe you guys are calling me right now while I'm out here doing this work. That's super cool, man. 
Perfect. Nice timing. So, uh, all right. Well, good. I'm glad you got the word of the week. Um, we don't have uh, Mario yet with his new word of the week for next week. So I have, oh, he's, he said okay. So that's, he knows. All right. He knows we have a winner. So get, tell us, what, what was your name again? My name's Mike. Mike. Cool. Yeah, we didn't say your name, but we did, did tell your story. So nice to hear that you're uh, out there doing it making things happen this is now nice they're doing it man the- every day as much as i can all right um and uh i guess you, you weren't listening to the show up until now since you've been on the road or whatever or have you have you been no yeah well i was listening to the show but my phone's broken and my like my bluetooth headphones cut in and out i work like an hour and a half away and my windows busted so it's like i was listening to it as yeah. much as i could um and then I, think guy I lost needs... you guys like right at the end of the the mushroom talk. Well, there you go. There. There's a guy who needs a, a win in his life. He needs. It's been rough, man. It's been rough. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we can make it happen. Uh, I'm checking with Mario for the word of the week for next week. So you'll be disqualified anyway. We can't. We can't have double wins on this. So you say you you just you've done it. You can move on to the next challenge in your life beyond uh, wow winning that the is so light of the week. Cool, thank you. Wow, man. dude. Hey, thanks again, man. I just want to say shout out to you guys. We really appreciate what you guys do. Right on, man. Hundred percent. Thank and, you, guys. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening and thanks for uh, sending us a letter. That's like that's the hardest thing for a lot of guys. Or girls. Yeah, or man. Like, it's on, really, man. I mean, you, you guys got a couple minutes or no? Maz is on the line, too. Oh, wait, Maz. Oh, okay. Come on. Bring Maz on. What's up, boy? Yeah, no, you guys stay on the line. Yeah, you can stay on the line. There he is, right there. How are you guys? So we got, all right, we got Maz from so. Illuminar on the, on the line. We have our winner. Mike, the winner. Mike. Say hi to Mike, Maz. Mike, what's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going, hey, man? Mike, how's it going, bro? Pretty good, awesome. and you? How are you, man? Oh, damn good. You in Denver with them? Are you in Denver? I'm in Nevada. I'm in Las Vegas. He's the winner. He is the winner of the line. All right. We have the line for you. Oh, dude. That's dope, dude. We got some good representation out in Las Vegas right now, and we're thrilled to welcome you to the Illuminar family. We're giving them a 315 CMH today, right? That's what we're doing. Yes. And, uh... We're, you're really going to dig this, this fixture. It, it really is a horizontal um, place reflector. It comes with a, either a 3K or a 4K lamp. We let you decide what you like to use with it, you know? So, okay. what are you going to be using the light for? A veg, probably, right? Yeah, just a veg. Are you familiar with, with any of the reflectors? Like, um, all right, uh, yeah. Say, all right, so, um, we run the, uh, we run the, the 315 at my work, so I'm pretty familiar with them. All right, all right. You want a deep, deep or a wide? Right. I'm sorry, say that again. Do you want it? What's up? Do you have a do you have like a deep and a wide um, reflector, or do you have just like the different? Uh, we did. What's a different? We, what do you have? Technically, a deeper. Technically, a, a deep reflector is a deep. Oh, hey, you're talking to him or me? All right, talking to you. you. I got in trouble for saying. Yeah. Well, Technically, like, there is a deep reflector on the market, um, and that word gets used, like, incorrectly a lot. This, 
we do not have a deep reflector. We we do have a, okay. a standard and a and a little wide reflector, but deep as in like okay. one of our competitors has a, a deep one. They give they bust my balls all day about that. The reflector is not deep, but it, it's shaped like um like like you'd see our thousand watts or a Gavita. I'm sure you're familiar with, right? The standard reflector right. is that shape. The rec- so it's yeah. like the rectangle shape. It's solid. Yeah, it's, it's it, it looks like it would look like if you were looking from far, you would think it was a one of our thousands or a Gavita or a Phantom or something like that. But it's way more cooler because Adam has them and he's giving them away. So, so. <laughs> it's way cooler. Yeah, man. You talking about the temperature yep. or the temperature or what we're talking about? Yo, make sure you guys, um, like, last week, he never emailed me, but make sure I get your address, all right, after this. What was that, Oh, uh, no, we'll get, 100% we'll get the address. I need to have the uh, word of the week for next week so we can uh, keep everybody who did not win today. Yeah, we're going to do uh, a for next week. For the word of the week. Today was, yeah, last week was Kelvin, we so we're like, moving on. We're going to mess with, like, a unit of energy. Which would be um, a jewel, all right? Like jewel the singer, uh, you know? But not, like, not this, like, like the thing all so, the kids are doing. Jewels. All right. Let's, let's say, like, you guys, let's say first week we used Micromole. This is Micromole for jewel now. So we're, we're going to go with jewel, all right? We'll text that to you guys. So that will be the word of the week for next week. So make sure you get your Micromole for jewel dialed in. And that's. Jewel is the word of the week. Jewel is the word of the week. Cool. Jewel. I'll text you guys. Um, all right. Yeah, that, let's go with that one. I like that one. Thinking that all day. Cool. All right. So all we right, got Mike. So. Mike, the big winner of the week. Thank you, man. Awesome. Thanks for being on the Adam Dunn Show, and thanks for supporting yeah, us dude. and all that. And Mario. Awesome, man. I really appreciate it, guys. Um, is there anything yeah. else I need to, I need to do Adam, with you, like follow up with my email or anything? No, I sent it all. I sent okay. your info to Kyle already. We'll get, I'll get you yourself some. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sure. We, got, we got it already. Thank you, man. All right. I'm good to hang up. Uh, all right, guys. Awesome. Yep. See you soon. We'll see you later. Congrats. Right, Bye, guys. Right. I'm sorry, man. Um, Right. All right. Did you need anything else for me, or what's the deal? Um, no, no, you're good. Thank you, man. Like All right. Said, we, we, we got your info. Thank you. Re- Luckily, we got it. We, we already got the letter, so we were good to yep. go. Yep. I forwarded your email awesome. to Kyle, and you should be all good. They'll take care of you from there. Sweet. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks. Okay. Then, thank you. Well, I'm gonna get back. To, I'm gonna get back to these deliveries real quick. <laughs> get on back <laughs> to it. Peace. All right, later. later. Boom. Sweet. All right, we got the word of the week. Jewel. <laughs> Mar- Mar- oh, Jewel, exactly. Of course, Mario didn't understand what I meant. I was waiting, hoping he was going to wait a second. Yeah. I would drop, have Mike drop off. And I was going to do my and a half. Anyway, um, I got one Got one request I've had like for two weeks in a row. I keep seeing it pop up everywhere. So uh, I think his name was WV Basement Grower or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, but, un- underscore Basement Grower. Uh, wants to know how I could do the 
two clone only plants. Right. Like, where I see that, that question a lot. Actually, I was going to ask you so I could like give a stock answer to them. Um. <laughs> uh, so uh, it was funny because when I when I read it, I was like, uh, I think he was like saying something like, I don't know, I don't, whatever, like uh, unless he's trying to be, unless THC is just trying to trick everybody or something. Right. Actually, not. But at the same time, uh, I have to give him there's a slight slight misinformation as far as like when I put it out. Uh, the original G13 that I got, I got also in clone form, of course, because that's what it was, the, the airborne G13. Uh, in Amsterdam, there's like the G13 haze that pretty much like everybody used it, right? Like I, I, I had it, tried it, amazing, like one of the best pollen producing plants, really, mm. really strong and stable and your seeds look the same and your clone your plants look stable so it's a very very good pollen but the problem was that uh everybody used it straight i just took it hit it to everything and bam that was it mm-hmm. so um i i had access to it grew it for a little while didn't want to use it on anything because i, I felt it was kind of like going to push me in the same zone as so uh, all the soma gear he, he crossed it to everything g13 haze times everything mm-hmm. so um but i did use that g13 haze to make my own g13 mail which took the g13 haze and the g13 airborne cross those did some inbre- t- t- took some seed selection from there did some inbreeding and found uh found some good good males that would pop up because that was the thing is that was a the G13 haze was, like I said, real good genetics, but also very easy to to work with, which was nice. So it was like the, like it was stable as fuck. That's why everybody liked it. Mm-hmm. So as a as a donor, it was good. It just, if I think the reason why when people grow MK Ultra, they get like sometimes they get a real sativa pheno, and they're all like, well, why is it so sativa? And it's just like, yeah, it's not like. You know, it has that recessive uh, long leaf sort of white or thin leaf sort of variety. So, yeah. So there, there. So I don't label it as a G13 haze, G13, G13, because I basically got crossed to what I could, and uh, really steered it towards the G13, and just that's what I worked with. You know? So anyway, it's, that is the story. So it's a little complicated. But it's it's the thing, and then my main point was that back in the day, I really didn't want to uh, work with the G13 Hayes in, in Amsterdam at all. That was my kind of like one use for it before I ditched it at that point in time. So gotcha. anyway, that is the story, Mister. What was the name again? WV something. underscore underscore something. Facebook bro. There you go. Yeah, it's 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 funny because it's one of those things where there's a a ton of fuckery out there, so of course people are wondering. Up, it's like sure. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good so, to me. Sounds good to me too. And uh, next week, like I said, I don't know exactly. I have a few options. Um, had one that I really wanted to do, but he's going to be on holiday, so I don't want to fuck around with his holiday. So we'll have him very soon after. 
And uh, anything coming up for you? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, uh, I just did all my interesting stuff already, so I'm good. Just all my just, just did it all at once. Yep. Well, I'll be back in town, so hopefully we'll have some fun shit going on. I want to thank my beautiful wife, CC for helping me tonight put some uh, put that talent together, uh, which is the uh, amazing people over at Decriminalize, Decriminalize uh, Denver who made this bill work, which is the beginning of the, like I said, the healing process of the nation. I'm excited to you know, watch them grow and like grow like mushrooms. It's going to literally pop up all over the nation, which is going to be awesome because it's going to happen in a short amount of time, which is uh, exactly what happens with, with them in nature, right? They just little spores <laughs> spread right. around, grow some new ones, they grow some new ones. Uh, all right, guys, uh, see you next week. Thanks, Chat Gang, for. I think it's been the longest show, one of the longest shows ever, right? It went a little over, yeah. It's uh, yeah, we're at three thirty-six. Three oh, hours, thirty-six yeah. minutes. It's a little over. Not oh, bad. Man. Longest show ever. <laughs> Getting close. I could I could stretch it and make everyone really bored. Uh, um, no, I got the answer to that question because I, I knew that was going to come up somewhere. Because I had actually got a. I got a message from a message from a message from a message from somebody like trying to trying to get it to me, so had to had to take care of that. And then um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'll remember five other things. Oh, nice. Also, I think like I said before, we have all those things happening at one time, which is great. Uh, get ready for martial law, everybody. It's coming. It's <laughs> obvious. It's going too good, man. <laughs> it's going too good it's about to get crazy yeah. peace guys see you next week practically every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip to cop out to groove the psychedelic checkers on the record album have their own this is a special question We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. One of us smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it ganja.